Live. Live from the studio. I'm Jimmy Seleski. I'm Eric Glazer. And uh, and we're still on quarantine, baby. Yeah, dude. We're doing our second in the uh, remote series, which I'm enjoying. Yeah. I'm yeah, thoroughly enjoying it This is like a new now, season. Mm-hmm. This is like a new season of the cast. Yeah, it's a whole different ball game, dude. I know, and it's, it's better. Dude. I got the uh, we got we got it we, we got it figured out. I did a covert mission to drive down to hand, then drop you off the microphone and the yeah, the man. mic stand. Dude, we we're transitioned professional through. now. <laughs> yeah, I know this looks this looks real. Last week we were sitting. You like extended a bunch of the mic as far as it could go, which is six feet, and then I grabbed the other side of it. <laughs> we both backed away. Mm-hmm. Slowly, no words yeah. exchanged. You didn't want that viral to go yeah, airborne, yeah. dude. We communicate with our eyes. You knew it was up. I knew, it was, I knew up. it was up. Also, I was like in the middle of a game. Mm-hmm. I like just died and it was about to like be a round restart. And I was like, oh, I got to get the mic. I got to get back inside. <laughs> yeah, dude, I, I feel that like was, I didn't um, convey that enough. And I was like, oh, shit, I just like ghost Jimmy. <laughs> nah, dude, you were good. You were good. I mean, I did sit out in front of your apartment for an hour after and cry, but we were good. <laughs> I was, uh, that was actually the first time I drove all week. Uh, was yeah. to go to your house, and I was paranoid as fuck on the way down because this was right after I think they made uh, like the right full after the lockdown. stay at home. Yeah, they made the full lockdown. Yeah. I think on Monday, right? And I then think so. yeah, and then I think I dropped off the mic on like Wednesday or Thursday, and I I wasn't aware of like what the situation was on the roads because I'd been in my house the whole time, and so when I cruised down. I was like thinking of excuses, like, okay, if you get pulled over, what are you gonna say? Like, I'm getting groceries from my grandmother. She lives in Hamden. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. Like, it was weird. It was a weird feeling. And actually, when I popped on the 83 off of 695, I saw a cop with his lights on, and I was like, "Fuck, I'm getting pulled over." But he pulled over the guy behind me. Ooh, perfect. Yeah. And so as soon as I saw the guy behind Good me get pulled shit. over. Yeah, I didn't know what it was for, so I was like, fuck this, I'm going on the back road. So I bopped off 83 and just took down fucking rolling and falls and shit. And, like, I was like, I was, but but then, like, I realized, like, I thought about it for a second. I was like, wait, there's other cars on the road. How are they just looking at cars and be like, this guy has no reason to be out right now. But that guy, <laughs> that guy needs to be out right now. Like, you don't fucking know. Yeah, I think from what I heard, potentially they can't pull you over unless they have, like, another reason first. Like, Which is already the case, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, but for them to enforce the, because uh, it's like a $5,000 ticket or something. Yeah. It's something fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, But they have to pull you over on, like, speeding or something first. And then also, I think it has to be after the curfew, too, which is, like, 8 p.m. Oh, damn. Yeah, I was actually thinking about that, too. I was like, what, if I did incur a $5,000 fine for just being out it's like dude i'm not paying that <laughs> yeah i would i would i would I'm definitely try to fight that. bro <laughs> yeah like i would <laughs> definitely expect from me i was trying to think like if i were to be pulled over would i make up would i go with the lie and like like would he maybe call my grandmother to verify that i'm getting like what would <laughs> how far are they gonna take it or should i just tell him what's up and be like look dude you call me and you're like hey grandma you're on speakerphone <laughs> <laughs> yeah i need Jimmy. you i know you'd hi, be game Demetrius. for that <laughs> hi dimitri are you Hello, home with Jimmy. my groceries yet <laughs> <laughs> i hope you are safe at the grocery store <laughs> 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 yeah, dude. Or I was thinking either between that or just like just laying on the truth and be like, "Look, dude, I have a nationally syndicated podcast. It's very important. <laughs> syndicated <laughs> via the internet, <laughs> <laughs> and it's very important that I drop off this crucial equipment to my grandmother." 
<laughs> in Hamden. Along with the groceries. <laughs> Along with the groceries. <laughs> Me I do and a my podcast. grandma have a great podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's called Grandma's Boy, and it's very important. Ooh, that was a good, that was a good pull, I dude. know, dude. I, I know. You're dude, thinking like, about it a lot. <laughs> Uh, I that that one just came to me, but that that's beautiful. Sometimes yeah, it just I happens up, like that. I, I made a fake Instagram account for my grandmother's podcast with me. Posted picture, <laughs> <laughs> put the bot on it, so we have eleven thousand followers. He's Hell like, oh yeah. damn, you got eleven k on this grandma podcast. That's amazing. <laughs> what are you sipping on over there? I saw a blue can. Bud Light, dude. Times are tough. I went to the liquor store and I uh, I I walked up to the. What are you sipping on? I got a little snake dog going. Ooh, see, you're you're in a different mode Hippo. than me. I uh, I walked across the street. This is my first one of the day, though. Well, yeah, this is my second. I I, I did a little pre-pod Bud Light just to um, loosen up the goose, <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then uh, this is the the entry to it. But I walked across the street to Skyline, and I was like, uh, in the freezer in the fridge section. I picked up a twelve pack of Corona Light at first, and then I was like, Do you really have Corona Light money right now, dude? How worth yeah. it for the novelty of drinking Corona is it when you could have either 12 Corona lights or 30, 30. Bud Lights for the same exactly. price? And I was like, you know what? I'm going Bud Light. I wish the yeah. virus was named after a cheaper beer, but it's not. I didn't make the <laughs> virus. So here we are. Well, luckily, liquor stores didn't close on April 1st. I think that must have just been like an April Fool's Day joke. Because people are saying so. like liquor stores like last day is the 31st of March. And then, like, obviously I didn't go before then. But on, like, April 1st or 2nd, I was like, well, maybe if they do shut down soon, I will go stock up again. So I got, yeah. like, a couple beers. I got um, I got some vodka. I had, like, a gin-making kit Elizabeth got me, like, a long-ass time ago. Nice. And I made, like, two small little bottles of gin with some How vodka. How long does it take it to like, make one? I mean... It was unfiltered, so, like, you basically just, like, put, like, spice blend in vodka and then strain it out, and that was it. Oh, okay. I was about to say, like, you fermented gin in fucking one hour, dude? That's <laughs> yeah, amazing. Yeah, my fucking bathtub, I'm about to do this dude. shit all the time, dude. <laughs> Grew a whole gin tree and fucking <laughs> distilled in one day flat. Juniper amazing. berries, baby. Juniper, yeah. It was um, it was a twenty-four hour soak of juniper berries, and then in the last twelve hours, there's like a spice blend, and then I put in some a couple extra spices of my own. Nice. In there, put a couple. What'd you put in there? Some nutmeg, some cinnamon. Mainly some just Italian Szechuan seasoning. peppercorn. Oh, okay. Spicy yeah, just gin. together. Well, not and it it so Szechuan peppercorn is interesting because it's like has like a very floral taste. Which I think would go well in a gin, but Bruh. it gives you like a numbing tongue feel, and I feel like that might even help with the, the taste alcohol. of gin. Like I can't yeah. even feel my tongue. It feels like somebody yeah, exactly. else is drinking it. Yeah, and and Baltimore Whiskey Company makes like a Szechuan peppercorn Amarillo or some shit, whatever that's called. It's like a liqueur. Mm-hmm. So I was like, people are making it with this, like different types of liquor so it's like not mm-hmm. that out of the ballpark it's not like yeah, bombay fucking like sapphire. sardine oil in that shit <laughs> bombay sapphire has like 24 different flavors infused you got to imagine one of them is like sardines probably. or fucking anchovies <laughs> or something fucking palm olive yeah dude somebody's got to be eating anchovies still haven't seen an anchovy pizza in in years but apparently that's what caesar dressing is made out of so wasn't there like knows? some crazy uh wasn't that like a uh 
a Futurama episode where like anchovies went extinct, but like Fry got his like all of his possessions back from when he was before he was frozen in time and his like bank account soared and like he also mm-hmm. had like one can of anchovies. <laughs> like, <laughs> fucking intergalactic that, fucking crabs wanted to take it from him. Zoidberg's that is like the people. most rogue. I feel like pineapple kind of stole anchovies thunder as the most uh oh, polarizing yeah. topping, but everyone well, no, knows. It's crazy. As a kid the craziest topping on a pizza that I could fathom was like black olives. I was like, mm. you're putting black olives on a pizza? That's gross, dude. Yeah, it's little not did gross, I know. it's just not good. Little did I know, dude. <laughs> anchovies are, are around. Anchovies and pineapple. are fucking worse. And pine- but I actually kind of like pineapple on pizza. Yeah, I like Scott, it too. I- Scott got me into the buffalo chicken pineapple at seasons it's, and that shit was so good it's not my go-to like i'm never gonna be like yo let's get pineapple on a pizza but if that's what's available i'll crush it dude i don't fucking care there's yeah. a, i'm not a picky eater at all dude. i'll eat just about anything but like i don't know I, I just it just the the pineapple i think the big thing for me isn't as much the flavor as it is the texture it's like it, yeah a, a Pineapple topping changes the whole composition of a pizza. It kind of makes it a little soggier. You can't. It doesn't carry. Yeah, but you I mean, people put like fresh tomato on pizza, and that's like yeah. the same kind of texture when mm-hmm. you bite into it. Mm-hmm. I think what people don't like is like the sweetness aspect of it. But mm-hmm. in any other aspect of co- cooking, you're trying to like balance like five spices: like the salty, the sweet, the tangy. Mm-hmm. The sour and the which they try else. to do with the marinara. They, a good marinara sauce should cover should be a little sweet, yeah. All those all those aspects, but if not, that's where pineapples come in. And if there's not enough salt or fishiness to it, one of the other five flavor profiles, fishy <laughs> yeah. grossness. That's yeah, where anchovies come. <laughs> fishy and oily and disgusting. Yeah, that's all f- <laughs> three parts of the food pyramid. Yeah, um- umami, <laughs> salt, fucking sweetness, disgustingness. <laughs> And fucking spice. That's it. Yeah. Heat. <laughs> <laughs> Biodegrading. <laughs> rotting. Yeah, I was uh, amazed when I found out we actually had anchovies at Seasons. Uh, somebody ordered it over the phone, and I was like, do we have that? And there was just this old can of, like, <laughs> guys, disgusting. Like, blew dust off of it. Yeah. <laughs> like, fucking national treasure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Declaration of Independence was fucking written on the back of it. Like, what the fuck is you this shit? You have to put shit, fucking, dude. like, lime juice on or lemon juice on it and put it a heat gun on top of it. And, like, and they don't expire because they're... Mysterious ink appeared. <laughs> they're already expired. <laughs> so like, they come pre-sold, pre-expired. Oh, yeah, they got canned expired. <laughs> <laughs> they, instead of having, like, a use by date, they have don't use before this date. <laughs> they just, it just says don't use on it. <laughs> <laughs> Do not it use this. not for human consumption. <laughs> <laughs> this was made as a joke, you fucking weirdo. Yeah. <laughs> instead of a sell-by date, they just have the fucking little poison guy. <laughs> <laughs> the fucking yuck guy. You haven't seen that yeah. guy in a minute. Where's he? even at yuck yeah i don't know what if instead of uh that was an interesting time that was an interesting it's it's really interesting that like because as a kid i never like needed that warning to be like oh yeah i shouldn't drink the fucking bleach or yeah (laughs) i kind of always knew in the back of my head like yeah probably don't drink that stuff that like melts through metal Yeah, I want to know how dumb a kid is to drink bleach in the first like you even you don't smell how bad it is 
you don't open up a bottle of bleach if you're able if you're smart enough to bypass the child lock on a bottle of bleach you should be uh, smart yeah. enough to know not to drink it yeah you should be smart enough to do like a rubik's cube and realize <laughs> that you shouldn't put a fucking fork in I the outlet s- i still can't figure out the fucking child lock on like pill bottles and stuff which is why i'm not an <laughs> addict i can't figure it out <laughs> so i don't take vitamins dude <laughs> like wait do i push first or twi- which way do i dude, twist speaking I of which know. this is gonna be the first cast anyone's ever eaten vitamins on Oh, I thought you were about. I thought you were like, this would be the first podcast. I'm popping pills, baby. Fucking drop a couple perks on the podcast, dude. Dude, should I? <laughs> should I? Fucking snort, snorting centrum over there, dude. No, that's an Altoid. <laughs> <laughs> nice, bro. <laughs> uh, I, for a second, I was like, oh, yeah, I guess Altoids are pills, but not really at all. Because you don't no. just fucking swallow an Altoid and it somehow freshens your breath. Yeah, <laughs> my grandmother it was con- your breath every time you burp. Yeah, exactly, dude. My grandmother was convinced that a uh, bad breath comes from the stomach, and so maybe she pops Altoids like pills, and maybe. that's why she has terrible breath. So. <laughs> 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 but uh, yeah, yeah, that's a that's a pretty wild theory. Bad breath comes from the stomach. There's just certain theories that I think everybody runs with, and it's amazing how far into life you can go without anyone ever calling it into question. Like, there's certain oh, for things sure. that people Like, there's believe. so many things in your head that you, like, are complete fact as a kid. Like, I mm-hmm. literally thought in kinder... I think it was, like, pre-K. There was, like... I went to this, uh, like, pre-K before kindergarten because I had, like, afternoon kindergarten, basically. I, I, like, went in at noon and got out at three. Oh, you were, and, a, you um, were a PM kid. I was a PM kid, dude. And Weird. in the AM... In the AM... If my grandma was over, I'd hang out at the house until kindergarten, or I would go to this place called Miss Sally's. I don't think that there was the go. name of the place, but that was, like, the person who ran it. Um, mm-hmm. And there's, like, a playground outside, and there's always, like, wasp nests in the playground. Nice. But I thought I figured out that, like... Every time you ran into the shade, the wasps wouldn't follow you. So I was like, oh, wasps hate shade, and that's why they're not out at night. <laughs> oh, shit. And I, I literally, that's... like, I lived, like, for 10, 12 years past that, thinking that, just like, thinking if that. I ever see a wasp, I'm just running underneath the tree. <laughs> <laughs> Can't touch me. Can't Even get me, bro. Wasps in the tree. Yeah. <laughs> I ran back to his home. It's like perfect. <laughs> I'll get shade under this wasps nest, dude. That'll keep him away. <laughs> yeah, dude, there's an amazing amount of stuff. I know uh, it, it just, yeah. But at least you had like a, a working theory, you know? Like, I got to be honest. Like, when you're a kid and you hear, well, that's why they're not out at night, that holds water. If you don't think to like dive any deeper into the, but no one told me that. That was all just things that I came up with myself through like observation. Yeah. So you were like, okay, wasps aren't out at night. What does the shade have in common with night? Not a lot of light. Mm -hmm. Wasps hate darkness. There you go. I mean, that's that's honestly that's a smart kid. Uh, As far as like the whole yuck symbol thing goes, I think we should go back to that dude because. If you look at, like, cigarettes, for instance, when you go to another country... 
We need um, a fucking by, yuck guy on cigarettes, yeah, dude. Instead of fucking... By the way, I'm, I'm back to smoking cigs on this cast because I looked like such a fucking tool last week ripping that jewel. I couldn't even bear to watch myself. <laughs> and also, I ran out of jewel pods, so the two of those combined. <laughs> and uh, mostly the second one. But, like, you know, you go to other countries and they have the... Fu- they literally have, like, a guy with, like, the bottom of his mouth cut off and, like... Oh, yeah, they have, oh. like, black lung and, like, shit like that. It's insane, dude. It's like, give me a fucking break. Just put the fucking green yuck guy on it. Just do that. <laughs> put the green. You don't have yuck to fucking put a picture it. of a guy's amputated gangrene leg on this. I get it. Some of this shit doesn't even make sense. It's like, why are you showing me an uncircumcised dick on this pack of cigarettes, dude? I don't even fucking know what these have to do with each other. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yeah, dude. 2020 year of the yuck, dude. Yeah, dude. I hope we bring it back, dude. I mean, it's a global reset altogether. Everything's going back to uh, the way it was, dude. I'm back at uh, I'm back at Seasons Pizza. Back dude, in black. I saw that. I yeah. saw that on your Instagram story. Mm-hmm. I was uh, I was you know I'm I I still to this dude, you're day in a rock and a hard place, bro. Yeah, you got to do what you got to do, and uh, everybody's do. in the same boat. I uh, you know, I still to this day have not been able to get in contact with the unemployment agency. As we talked about last week, I can't file online because of my self-employed situation, so I have to go through somebody. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm not gonna lie, I haven't really tried that much this week, but I've I've just every now and then I'll randomly try to throw him a call because I'm not going to sit by my phone all fucking day, every day. I sent him a couple emails. When I sent the email two weeks ago, they were like, we'll return your email in 48 hours. They send like an auto response thing. And then when I sent an email this week, I noticed that they changed that to just be like, we'll get back to you as soon as we can because they obviously can't uphold the 48-hour thing anymore, which is fine, but uh, understandable. But I just think it's funny that they like went out of their way to update that but still haven't done anything to update the actual site so people can follow online. But, hey, what are you going to fucking do? Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah. So instead of fucking waiting around all week to have somebody send me a, a measly $600 check, uh, which is what they're offering for unemployment benefits for self-employed people, uh, my brother came home and he was like, uh, dude, Matt wanted to know if you were serious about maybe driving there again because they need drivers. Because two weeks ago when I was talking about it, when this whole thing first happened, uh, I think they were worried about not being able to have enough shifts at there. So I didn't want to I didn't want to like go in there and be like, yo, Matt, can I get some shifts? Because obviously their main priority is going to be to fucking give shifts to the people that already actually work there. You know? Yeah, for sure. But apparently uh, and I did their business is fucking booming. Oh, dude, it really is. It's it's delivery and it's like six dollar medium pizzas, bro. Come on. Oh, yeah, it's fucking crazy. That's like a quarantine meal. I'm amazed that they're able to somehow bypass the whole essential thing because, like, every other restaurant that I see is closed. Like, Subway's closed. Yeah, but every delivery place is still open. Oh, Like, I mean, dude, every pizza place, like, Domino's is still open. Fucking Papa John's, all that shit's still open. See, that's interesting because there are certain places like Fodat Tan, which is, um, I know for a fact that they don't deliver because I've tried to ask and they said no. But, uh, <laughs> I um, actually somehow Alex got delivery from there one time. Like I, when we were at, uh, when I was living at Alex's place. Oh. Uh, I think he with got those it delivered types, sometime. I don't know. I how. think with those types of places, Maybe like, like Postmates or something, I think it's usually a situation where they're like, Yo, uh, you know, we're not getting any orders today. Can one of our fucking random ass cooks just drive this out to this dude who lives a block away and just like, you know, 
Yeah, true. That's how Katmandu Kitchen is. Like, I'll literally call I mean, delivery. But you're a fucking block away. They should do it to you. Yeah, but she didn't give me a chance to tell her where, tell her where I was. She, gotcha. As soon as I said delivery, she's like, no delivery, pick up only. And I was like, you didn't give me a chance to tell you where I live. Did I live across the street? You can't just walk it over? <laughs> Damn. So, like, but I bet now, I mean, like, if I were a business, I'd be like, yo, if you're telling me all I have to do to stay open is become, is have delivery, I'd fucking just hire some fucking drivers or just carry shit out myself, you know? But yeah. um, I did notice my first shift at Seasons was yesterday, and uh, there was just something off. It was fun. It was cool. And, like, I made good money because, like I said, like, they're they're booming because everybody's getting delivery. I mean, they're not booming, but they're doing fine. You know, they're doing just yeah. as well as I remember. Like, they they're, they get busy and stuff like that. And I was like, something's off. And uh, I went home and talked to Dom. I was like, what's up? And he was like, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, you know what I think it is? There's no Nepalese people there anymore. All the drivers, all the delivery drivers were like these Nepalese guys. There was like Raju, mm-hmm. Rajendra. Apparently, they were all made to to not work during this quarantine by their wives. So all their wives, they're all like a family unit type of thing. I don't Whoa. know how their culture works. But like all their wives are like, you are not working. And so like all the Nepalese drivers, which is like primarily their driving staff at Seasons, are just fucking not allowed to work by their Damn, wives. Dude, and no wonder so, they need fucking drivers. Yeah, so that's why like Dom came home the other night and was like, yo, Matt wanted to know if you were actually serious about the whole driving thing. And I was like, uh, yeah, I just didn't want to ask because I didn't want to infringe on the people that work there. And he was like, no, we need drivers. And I was like, fuck yeah, dude, sign me up. I fucking texted Matt. I was like, uh, yo, Dom tells me you're looking for drivers. I'm down. And he was like, yeah, sure, apply online. And I was like, are you fucking with me? And he was like, no, like, I need you to apply online so I have your social and shit like that. Get you on the payroll. I was like, whatever, man. Fuck you. <laughs> so then I fucking did that. I took like a fucking test for references. I was like, you, dude, you're my fucking reference. Matt and Pete, call yourself. <laughs> <laughs> you know me for fucking 10 years. And so uh, my, I, I worked the very next day and made good money. And, uh, you know, Sean called me up today, my friend Sean, who was the insurance adjuster and stuff like that. And obviously they're all shut down. Nobody wants to have people come in and out of their fucking house to do claims and shit like that. Oh, yeah. So he's out of work and he was like, blah, blah, blah. I was like, dude, you sh-. He, he texted me. He was like, yo, are you working at Seasons again? And I was like, yeah, dude. He was like, yo, blah, blah, blah. We talked on the phone for like 20 minutes and he texted Matt and now he's working there again. I was Hell like, yeah. dude, it's the fucking <laughs> reset, bro. Like everything is going back to bl- basics. It's fucking awesome. Damn. It's cool, and like I feel so much better now because I don't even I don't even count the money I make on these shifts, dude. I'm just happy that some type of income is coming in. Yeah, it's exactly. so stressful to just be fucking sitting on your ass for th- three weeks at this point with no income stream whatsoever, and just watching your bank account just go down and down and down, and sitting there being like, okay, how much longer can I fucking do this? When the fuck is this check coming in? And even when it does, it's not going to be enough. So I'm going to need to do something. And so now I have this. And it's, I, I feel very blessed to have a relationship like that with someone who's able to put me in a position of, of um, you know, being able to do something about it, you know, which is why I always stress that I think the most important aspect of life is be, just being a good dude. Because the fact that I didn't burn those bridges and the fact, you know, people, I, I've worked in the service industry for a long time before I did music and and I knew so many people that they would, you know, they'd put in there two weeks and then just not show up the last week and yeah. just stop and just fucking just basically give like a big middle finger to a place that they've worked for for like years, you know, and then they and then they yeah, go out and get their- place that has been like 
affording them their lifestyle for exactly. Like exactly. however long they abused that. And then they get their fucking, you know, they work in a server and then they get their quote unquote real job, you know, and then they go, fuck, fuck this place, dude. I'm fucking out of here, dude. I'm fucking good. And, you know, I've seen so many of them, the ones who were smart enough to not burn those bridges, come back after six months because they realize, shit, I'm making less money at this dumbass desk job as opposed to straight cash tips and shit like that. And I fucking hate it. And then even the people that do leave, like, you know, this shit happens, stuff that you can't plan for, and now the thing that I've been making a living doing for the past three years is not available to do, but because I maintain that relationship, I, that's always one phone call away, and it's a beautiful fucking thing, and that wouldn't have been the case if I was a fucking dick, you know? So yeah. don't be a fucking dick, because you never know what's going to happen. This is the kind of shit, this is, like I said, we were talking about last week, dude, this is one of those moments in history that, moments in life that proves that, so... Um, but yeah, it's chill, dude. I like driving. I didn't, I wasn't a driver four seasons when I was working. I was like a bartender, manager, everything else. You're but, a driver uh, for Owings Mills for a little yeah, bit. For, yeah, for like a month, which wasn't quite as cool because like I didn't really yeah, know no anybody, anybody there. Yeah. And also I wasn't as familiar with the area, so it was like much more stressful um, just trying to get around and not knowing like what roads to take to get places. Like I started to figure it out after a month, but like for the most part, it was just, dude, delivery driving is, is a whole, is a different level of stress because you're not only dealing with like being behind, but you're dealing with traffic. So it's like running late for your job 60 times a day. Oh, dude, just, right now it's probably fucking plush though. No one's oh, that, out. Th that's what I'm saying. Right now is perfect because A, I'm in Towson, so I know like half the times I get an address, I'm like, I don't even need to pull it up on my phone. I just go like, fuck it. Dude. I know how to get to fucking 530 Brook Road. Easy money. And so I fucking <laughs> drive. There's no traffic. Dude, I'm fucking whipping, whipping. <laughs> I almost flipped my car yesterday delivering a fucking chicken Caesar sandwich <laughs> to fucking Hampton Lane. Like, and there were these, I was like, <laughs> I, was, I had, I was like cracking up because I was like, holy shit. I'm fucking flying down Hampton Lane at like two, two three p.m. <laughs> fucking delivering this Caesar wrap, and I turn on a Gypsy Lane off of that road, and there's these two people in this corner house just on their porch on lounge chairs drinking, and they just hear my car go skeet, <laughs> fucking pulling up and just flying down the road, and I just see them drinking beers and looking at me like, what the fucking fuck raising is this? their glass like, hey, <laughs> cheers, brother. <laughs> I was like, hell yeah, dude. Like, dude, this delivery is not that serious, but I'm fucking out here just fucking listening to talk radio, fucking flying, dude. <laughs> You're fucking whipping to talk radio. It's not even yeah, like I some like turned up music or anything. Yeah. You got a fucking C4 <laughs> in the background. <laughs> now, Governor Larry Hogan. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, like, dude, I have to be. If they were tracking cars that are oh listening to this, to this station right now, I have to be going the fastest of any car. <laughs> I wish they had that. Like, of all the people listening, first of all, I'm definitely the youngest. I'm definitely going the fucking fastest, dude. And I'm definitely the only pizza delivery guy. <laughs> For That's sure. That's so fucking sick, dude. <laughs> it's, it's, it's dope, dude. Yeah, I'm it's, fucking it's, jealous. It's, it's, it's just like, uh, you know, it's kind of chill because I don't mind driving around in Towson. And, like, people are taking it, like, really fucking seriously. Like, there's a lot of people that I've walked up to their house, and they're, like, th through the door, they're, like, just leave it on the porch. Just leave it on the porch. And oh, I'm, like, yeah, I bet. All right, bro. And uh, stuff like that. But everybody's tipping big, too. People are fucking going ham on the tips. Yeah, man. Like, they're not going out to bars. They got so much fucking extra money. Mm -hmm. Like, regular-ass people who are still buying food delivery, they, like, can't give their money away fast enough. They're fucking oh, yeah. subbing to like 20 OnlyFans accounts. They're fucking... Because, <laughs> dude, they can't go out and buy like $10 fucking 
vodka tonics anymore. Exactly. It's like, dude, I'm saving so much money by making my own gin. That <laughs> exactly, All this dude. extra fucking guap to spend. But it's been, I mean, it, it's cool, dude. I'm, I'm, I'm going to get another beer real quick, but one yeah, second. Yeah, go for it, man. I should I'm just gonna, keep the beer next. I'm going to load up uh, the video you sent over. Cool, cool, cool. I'm going to get that popping. All righty. So far, it looks like some fucking crypto thing. I'm still not sure who sent this in. Jimmy said someone sent this in to us so we can watch and review it. Awesome, dude. I can see it on the screen. That's sick. Um, You can pull back to the beginning if you want. He just he timestamped it for some reason here, but I thought... um. Yeah, so I actually got I got one in the chamber now. Oh hell yeah, yeah. But uh, real Fast quick, just money, as baby. Introduction hey, to this. You can Where's let this app. Shit. But hey, um, yo, so what's going on? <laughs> hey yo, what's going on? That's how you know that whatever you're about to watch is gonna be informational as fuck. Chico Crypto, dude. I'm liking mm -hmm. the name already, and he mm -hmm. has a peace sign weed shirt on. <laughs> this is, love it, dude. So wait, who Gotta sent this love in? It. Um, so I'm going to pull it up right now, but this was, uh, so last week I've been experimenting with a lot of different things, just trying stuff out. Um, if anybody You're sending this guy some fit pics, you're sending him yeah, gym yeah, mirror yeah, yeah. selfies. I, like I said, we're trying a lot of stuff out people. So don't fucking, <laughs> don't fucking get testy. But, um, you know, uh, this week, if anybody's not subscribed to the live from the studio, YouTube, Highly recommend it. We post the full episodes there. After we do the live stream, we put the full episode up on Tuesday morning. Um, we also have clips from the show clips. Try to put them out one every day at 5 p.m. So that's LFTS podcast. Uh, or just search live from the studio. We're like pretty far down in the fucking search things. Like you literally have to type in like every fucking possible keyword just to get us to come up. Like <laughs> yeah. live from the studio. I mean, it's kind of like Jimmy a Sileski. generic name. So I guess yeah. that doesn't help. But yeah, I thought maybe we we're being shadow banned, but that's much more reasonable. <laughs> <laughs> shadow banned for being too <laughs> shitty. Um, but yeah, that's much more reasonable now that I think about it. But anyway, so this week, um, I experimented with subtitling and doing some captions and, and took a little three minute clip that I thought was, you know, relevant to the stuff going on right now. And I posted it up to no avail, but we did get one guy, uh, commenting on it. And the video itself was about one of the topics we addressed last week was, um, the whole thing that I keep harping on, which is how long can we sustain this shutdown? You know, what are the adverse effects of the virus compared to the adverse effects on what happens to our economy? If, if we, depending on how long we go. So I posted that little clip up and we had this guy named, and I don't know how to pronounce this name at all. Uh, it's, it's spelled V-A-N-G-J-E-L. Uh, I'm going to say Vangel, Vangel, Vangel. Underscore for Sherry. I think that's for Sherry. So Vanghel, Vangel, for Sherry. And uh, he commented on the video and said, the stimulus package is a front. The mainstream media focus on $2 trillion, which, by the way, only a fraction is going to the people in the form of a $1,200 check. The rest of it is divided among distressed business $500 billion, and then small business, $367 billion. There is $4.5 trillion going to big banks in Wall Street. Also, a mass printing of money will cause an even bigger problem later. 
and uh, I found that interesting because I didn't n- know. Uh, you know, when he says something like, "I'm a, I'm familiar," everybody's familiar with the two point true billion dollars or trillion dollar stimulus package, but I wasn't mm-hmm. aware of the whole uh, the four point five trillion that he's talking about. So, uh, you know, we replied back and forth, and um, it wasn't a debate at all, which is the coolest thing, you know. Um, I replied for my personal account, so I didn't have to fucking sign everything as Jim. <laughs> Jim. Jim, which is the only time I'll ever address myself as Jim is when I'm doing that. But uh, so we went back and forth, and at the end, you know, I was like, hey, man, send me some links to uh, the stuff you're talking about because I'm interested to learn more, and maybe we can dive into it on the next podcast. And so here we are, and uh, this is the link he sent me, so let's tune it up, and we can probably pause throughout and talk yeah, about yeah. shit. Let's but this see. is a video by a guy uh, named Chico Crypto, which I believe this is a cryptocurrency podcast primarily. I think they talk about, like, Bitcoin and all the other bullshit. I don't know anything about that stuff, but breaking. I think that's... The yeah, scary breaking. truth of the stimulus bail. Now, when did this video come out, by the way? March 26th. March 26th. So, so pretty, pretty, sta- pretty still relevant. Um, pretty standard. So yeah, let's get a whipping. Viewers of the yeah. tube, my name is Tyler and welcome to the channel that feels like pulling this up after the Fed and the US government announced a multi-trillion dollar stimulus package. Excellent production. And the money printer goes. You know our inflation. It's time for Chico Crypto. All right, so so far I'm giving this guy a two out of 10. Yep, they did it. The Free being the highest. Sticky politicians of the U.S. have come to a deal regarding an economic stimulus plan. CNN broke the news. White House Senate reached historic $2 trillion stimulus deal amid growing coronavirus fears. Well, here's the thing, people. Mainstream media like CNN, they're basically trying to hide $4 trillion of this package. Yeah, the package is $6 trillion in actuality, of which $4 trillion is for the QE, quantitative easing from the Fed. Let's hear what Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell had to say about the news. Well, Madam President, I have an update for the information of all senators and for the information of the American people, and it's good news. It's good news for the doctors and nurses in emergency rooms around the country who are waiting for more masks and more funding. It's good news for families all across America. At last, we have a deal. After days of- All right, so if this is actually true, this dude's a pretty good actor saying all this crazy stuff. What do you mean? It's like, we got a good deal. We got a good deal. Good news coming. Yeah. We're going to tell yeah. you about two trillion, but not the other four. In intense discussions, yes. the Senate has reached a bipartisan agreement on a historic relief package for this pandemic. It will rush new resources onto the front lines of our nation's healthcare fight, and it will inject trillions of dollars of cash into the economy as fast as possible to help American workers, families, small businesses, and industries make it through this disruption and emerge on the other side ready to soar. Yes, and it, he pretty much admits that, yes, it's more than just the $2 trillion we are seeing in the headlines. So what exactly is the stimulus and what does it contain? Well, as of yesterday, when I was writing the script for this video, the full text details of the bill were yet to be released. But from prior information and more that was leaked, we can get a general idea. Dude, he's scripted. That's a one out of 10 now. 
Yeah, it's definitely scripted. <laughs> scripted, dog. So the $2 trillion you keep hearing about in the news headlines is direct cash stimulus payments to groups or individuals in the USA. Let's break down where this $2 trillion is going. And let's start with who gets the most direct cash money. You would think the citizens of the USA would be the ones getting the most, right? Wrong. It's the corporations who have already been. <laughs> Damn, Shaq's getting all the money, bro. Wow, Shaq, dude. Shaq is getting all the fucking money. Given the a golden spoon earlier in the week through corporate bond bailouts. Well, now they get a direct cash stimulus too. Half a trillion dollars, 500 billion, a quarter of that stimulus is going directly to distressed corporations like the airlines, like the hotels, like the cruise ships, like Trump's nightclub under corporate umbrellas. Yep, they already got bailed out on the bond level and now they are getting a bulk of the direct cash. Yay, so what group is next? It has to be the general population, right? Wrong, they are following trickle down for some reason still and it's small to medium sized businesses that get the next bulk of the money, $367 billion to be exact. Finally, we get to the citizens of the USA. Those are well, the ones up. who are going Pause to be here. struggling the most. This Go is the thing it. that kind of, and, and so far, I, I, look, I'm not, um, you can tell this guy as you progress through the video, he's not a partisan guy. He's kind of like the government's all bullshit, both parties are bullshit type of thing, which I respect. Yeah, sure. You know, I, I'm much more, I'm much more inclined to listen to somebody if I feel like at the very least they're coming from a neutral perspective where they're going to not take one party side over the other. It makes it much more palatable to me. Um, however, this kind of goes back to what we were talking about last week, which is the, the interpretation or the perception of what business and corporations are within our economy. Um, you can tell that this guy, when he says the first, uh, you know, the, the primary amount of the bailout is going towards the corporations. And then he lists like the big ones like Boeing and, and, uh, you know, and Shaq and, and all these guys like that. And, uh, he's not, he's not also addressing that those things also, you know, for instance, Seasons Pizza, the place that I'm currently working at right now, the only place that's still open that I can actually get a job at to sustain myself. They got a loan. They got approved for a loan. Um, yeah. There's plenty of businesses that are that are able to continue keeping their doors open throughout this entire shutdown and able to fucking make ends meet because this bailout, and this is the thing he keeps on saying, he keeps on saying that you would think this is going to go to the citizens, you would think this is going to go to the people, but he's... I mean, he's, people he's, run businesses and small businesses. Yeah, people... Like, <laughs> people, it's people work for businesses. Yeah, like the way, people... The thing that's fucked up is like... We're in a situation now where we're really seeing the kind of like death knolls of the healthcare system where like everyone's been trying to fight back against Medicare for all and Bernie Sanders and mm -hmm. the idea that Medicare should just be a human right and free to the general public. And what we're seeing now is like, you know, six million people filed for unemployment in the last like week or two. Most yes. of those people had healthcare tied to their jobs. Now we're mm -hmm. going into a viral pandemic where potentially six million plus people could have been been pushed off their insurance. Like, yeah, yeah, that's the biggest problem. Yeah, that's the biggest issue. And the, and the the thing that I think is what's kind of you know what stands out to me is he's not coming at it from that perspective. He's coming at it from perspective where 
He's only looking at the 1,200. Like, as he goes through, the first two so far that he's listed have been, um, what again, I hate the term bailout because I don't think it should be considered a bailout when the government comes in and says, hey, you are not allowed to operate. That's a big difference from saying, hey, you fucked up completely without us having anything to do with it. You just fucked up. Like, for instance, like with the um, the 2008 bailout. I think that's much more Yeah, that's uh, a deserving. bailout. This is more yeah. of a stimulus. Even though they it's tried n- to portray that one as a stimulus, this is more of a stimulus. Because exactly. in 2008, the government didn't say, hey, let's fucking uh, tank the housing market. That just happened because of bad corporate yeah. business. Yeah, let's just tell banks they're not allowed like to fucking... Shit. But yeah, now so, it's the government being like, hey, if you have a job, you literally can't do it because we're yeah. vastly underprepared for this shit that's going I think, on right yeah, now. I think compensation is a better word. If you come in and tell somebody like me, hey, we're shutting down all the bars and that business that you were running playing at bars is no longer function like able to operate like by law, that's you're not bailing me out. I didn't fuck up. I didn't lose my gigs. I didn't do anything wrong. The government came in and said I'm not allowed to do what I do for a living out of fucking nowhere. And then they are gonna. And then now they're talking about extending loans to those businesses because they shut them down. I don't think the terminology of bailout is 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 uh, I do, appropriate. I do. I do hate the idea of them making them loans though. I know yeah, that. Like, I know Hogan has been saying like wink, wink, nudge, nudge. These are loans that can be forgiven if you don't fire your employees. Like, use this for payroll. Yeah. It's a loan, quote-unquote, but keep people employed and it'll be forgiven. Yes. I don't think that's Um, true everywhere, but at least that is kind of like a step in the right direction. And I know they're also doing, like, grants and, like, small business Mm -hmm. grants up to, like, $10,000 or something. And a grant isn't a loan. A grant is just money given. So Yes. Hopefully they just do more of that. I don't know. We can we can yeah, get back into so. this if you want. Yeah, I was just going to say one more thing. The next thing that he's going to get into is after he lists the first two, which were the corporations and the businesses, and then the second one was you distressed business for me, dude. Yeah, go on to it next. Play it, <laughs> okay, play, it play, play it, play it, play it. Who play are it. going to be living paycheck to paycheck and need the direct cash stimulus the most out of everyone? Well, we get $250 billion. And if we took the entire population of the US, nearly 328 million, and divided it by that stimulus, each citizen would be getting a whopping $762. Now, I know some of the population is children and some won't be getting payments due to illegal status and more. But seriously, guys, this is peanuts and it's a slap in the face to the American public. But the next biggest amount of direct stimulus okay, is Paul's very here. interesting. The same. So, uh, so number three on the list after businesses and distressed businesses is the direct cash payment. And he addresses that as the first real bailout to the people, which, as we discussed earlier, is not the case. Uh, he's talking about that. I, I like how he first introduces that if you take the total amount devoted to that, which whatever amount, and then he divides it by the U.S. population, the straight-up U.S. population, which includes uh, people that already weren't working, kids, everybody, illegals, and stuff like that. First of all, there's only... And then he, and then he like, basically negates his own point by saying, well, we also understand that, like, certain people don't qualify for this. First of all, a lot more people don't qualify than just illegal people. People that made over a certain amount of money don't qualify for it. My fr- One of my friends, actually a couple of my friends that made over, I, I don't know what the limit is. I think it's like 90 or 95, but there is a cutoff point where if you made over a certain amount in the previous tax year, you don't get the 1200. So that whatever billion dollars that they approved 
and it's twelve hundred dollars to all the people that qualify. And as far as a direct cash injection, I think injection, it's like five hundred a kid too, right? Yeah, sure. I don't even know what the exact specifics are, but as far as the numbers, yeah, as far as the numbers have been presented, you also have to think about it. Direct cash injections are far less helpful to to people in the long term as opposed to keeping the business that employs them alive. Twelve hundred dollars is what two weeks of pay for the average American. Yeah. If you take but if you also take them, like I don't know. I mean, it's it's definitely a step in the right direction. I think like Bernie has a better platform of doing like the fucking two thousand dollars every yeah. fucking month or whatever it is. I forget what it was. Yeah. But, like I don't know. It, and I, I don't. I do think it is a good step. I oh, do it's think definitely. Like, it's definitely a good step. I mean, absolutely, a direct cash payment is necessary. I can't wait to get mine. I'm sure you can't wait to get yours. I think but, next week, right? I think. It's yeah, I hope so. Week. But the only, the only, I guess the only point that I'm raising is that this, that's the first thing after, after he blew through the first two saying that they were all for bad shit. And then it, it takes them to get to the number three in the list before it actually helps the people. It's like, dude, are you seriously saying that? Wh- fuck it. 1,200, 1,700, 2,000, 3,000, 4,000, whatever the direct cash payment is to people in the long term is far less beneficial than saying, hey, dude that works at this company, when this is all over, that company that you worked for is still going to be in business and you're going to have a job. Because if you gave me $2,000 right now and then with the caveat that we didn't give any to the business that employed you, so like, yeah, try to make this $2,000 last as long as you can because you're going to not have a fucking job after all this. Like The fact that the direct cash injection is the only thing that he's looking at as something that's beneficial to the people is kind of what I'm calling out. I agree that all of it's good, but he's only saying that that's the only good thing. So, yeah. yeah. All right, I'm going to keep keep moving. Yeah, keep it spinning. Same amount, $250 billion for unemployment insurance. So, that tells me they expect unemployment to surge and Americans to suffer, which falls directly in line with Steve Mnuchin. It's kind of a weird setup for this. Yeah. Because he's like, like, and get this, they're also putting money into unemployment. And it's like, well, yeah. People, yeah, that goes to the people. people Where do you need think that, that goes to? Money. Right, yeah. Keep going. Right. Yeah. Leaked words when speaking to the Senate last week that unemployment could surge to 20%. Finally, some of the areas of public service that need stimulus the most get the least. State and local governments are only going to receive $150 billion in direct stimulus. And as sad as this is, only $130 billion is being given to the warriors on. Okay, but. Corporations, yeah. businesses, and citizens are countrywide, and then unemployment, state too. and local, and unemployment is fed. Like it's all countrywide. Well, unemployment yeah. is through states. Exactly. So, so they're that giving that to, to the states. states. That's just to specify a different number. Then it's not like we're giving 150 billion to state and local governments, and unemployment's in that. We're giving 250. Yeah, yeah. We're yeah, yeah. But then that's yeah. all spread across 50 states. Yes. Um. And I guess, like, to, you know, bigger states get bigger portions. Yeah, I'm sure it's all based off of population and shit like that and need. Hospitals at the bottom is pretty wild, though. The front yeah. line of and, and again, fight. like, the yeah. hospitals, they get the least. Now, the ranking ladder of the stimulus amounts shows exactly where this administration's priorities are, as we didn't speak about the four trillion other dollars. Well, that is left for the Federal Reserve, who is going to keep doing what they have been doing 
repo operations with the banks. Yes, the banks are the Fed's priority. I mean, even before the pandemic, the banks were losing it. They pumped over $6.6 trillion into the repo markets by late January 2020. And what has happened since? Well, these repo operations are public. We can go to the Federal Reserve's website and filter since January 27th to as of yesterday, March 25th. And we get all the repo operations that have been performed since then and their values. We can then export to Excel, open it up, get all the accepted repo operations, copy it to Google Docs since I'm not paying for Excel, and finally sum it all up. And what do we get? 2,168 billion more dollars, or 2.168 trillion. So banks already were getting the bulk of the benefits and they are going to get more, confirmed by Jerome Powell earlier this week, when they announced they would be offering one trillion per day in repo operations until the end of this month, and maybe into April. Now, that doesn't mean that the banks will be borrowing $1 trillion every day, but this limit is so large it basically guarantees unlimited liquidity. And that $4 trillion of the $6 trillion package is for these guys. And where this money is going follows the elite's pyramid All right, of control. So Paul's here. Banks are the top. Because <laughs> we're getting into we're getting into dangerous territory. Great place to now, pause, bro. yeah, I like this. I like this here. Uh, <laughs> so this is uh, this is where we kind of dove into uh, what what uh, Vangel was talking about. What she was talking about this other four trillion dollars that uh, was unaccounted for in the package. Now, something to keep in mind, and and again, I just did a lot of research, or as much not a lot of research, but a little bit, uh, like an hour and a half of just watching. You watched this video. Yeah, I watched this video, and then I watched a couple of other videos <laughs> just to kind of like figure out what some of the terminology he was using and exactly what he was talking about. First thing. Yeah, what's a repo? Yeah, I was going to get into that too. But, but before I do, just real quick, the Federal Reserve is not a government-run agency. The Federal Reserve is a privately-run bank, a central bank, which uh, I don't know what kind of oversight – the government has over it, but I don't believe it's a lot. And I and yeah, and the government does not. Con That's how they're able to just like you know play with the yes. currency. Like even in a situation like this, is because like they don't have to audit the Federal Reserve, so they don't even have to know how much money they actually have mm -hmm. or how much they printed or how where stuff goes or yes. you know. So, so the Federal Reserve uh, is not their policies and what they're doing is not necessarily something that you could say is a policy of the government. So when he's saying this stimulus... I'm going to grab another yeah, beer yeah. real quick. I'll but I'm going to go uh, speaker Cool, cool, mode. cool. So, so I can hear you still. Yeah, perfect. So the Federal Reserve is doing... Uh, by the way, um, is the, uh, the video... Yeah, I guess this is fine. We can just pause it on here. But... Uh, the Federal Reserve is doing things on their own on their own inclination. So to say that the four trillion dollars that he's speaking of, which I'll get into in a little bit later, which exactly when that started and where that's coming from, is not something that you could necessarily attribute to government policy. That's Federal Reserve policy. And then uh, to go back to the question that you asked, which is the other thing that I also wasn't aware of, uh, which is what is a repo operation? And a repo operation actually stands for a repurchase operation or, or what they call a repurchase agreement. So like stock buybacks Ex or something Actually, like that, yeah. Or? Actually, dead the fuck on. That was a good-ass okay. guess. So basically the way it works is... is um, I mean, I guess that makes sense because it's like repossession. Yes, yes. It's 
like repo. Yeah, and that's yeah. the first thing that I was wondering too. I was like, repo, that sounds like repossession, but they, I, I watched a couple of videos on it that were very good at explaining it, and I'm glad that I, I didn't take down the fucking names, and I wish I could shout them out, but there are a couple good videos on YouTube if you type in like, what is a repo thing? People really explain it in good terms. But essentially what it is, is it's an overnight loan that essentially consists of um, banks going, like if you're an investment bank, for instance, you make all your money by making investments in certain things and you have certain deals that go back and forth and shit like that and yeah it's like all speculation yes and they get their leverage funded by commercial banks and so they a bank like lehman brothers or bear stearns which i'm using as examples because those are the guys that were like the big culprits in the 2008 crisis they make their they make their uh you know they at the end of the day let's say you know hey i owe uh, you know this guy owes me a million dollars tomorrow, but I owe this guy a million dollars tonight. So I'm going to, and so most of these deals, these loan agreements are literally, they call them overnight loans, what a repo operation is, which is you're literally paying it back within like 48 hours is the average. They're usually pretty quick. And it's basically saying like, Hey, you know, I owe this guy a million dollars now, and I don't get my million dollars from that guy until tomorrow. So can I cop a million dollars from this bank real quick, pay them, and then I'll pay you back tomorrow. And essentially the way it works is, it's uh, it's like a collateralized deal. So they would say, usually they'll trade securities. So they'll go, uh, the investment bank would go to the commercial bank and say, hey, I need a million dollars. And as collateral, which is basically saying just to, so that you have, you know, that you can ensure that you're going to get this money back. Here's these securities. Here's these like bonds or whatever like that. So that you can hold on yeah, to those yeah. while, I, while I hold on to your million dollars. And then I'll pay off my debts. And as soon as I get the money from the guy that owes me, I'll pay you back a million and one dollars or whatever it is, a million and a thousand, a million and a hundred thousand, like whatever they agree to. And then so the commercial bank holds on to your assets while you get their liquid money, you pay off your debts, you get your money back and pay them back overnight. Normally that uh, type of loan goes down between an investment bank and a commercial bank, which the commercial bank is in the business of giving loans to not just people with mortgages and people with, um, businesses and stuff like that, but also these investment banks who are making all these deals. And so normally that's how it happens. Now, when, when people are less confident in the stock market, meaning that if I'm going to go to you and say, hey, dude, I need a million dollars. And as collateral for this million dollar loan, I will give you, let's say if this was 2008, I'll give you these CDOs, these collateralized, like basically this bundle of mortgages that you know, I have, so you, you get to take on my debt, basically. Like all these people owe, owe me all this money for mortgages, but that's not liquid money. That's just money that's owed to me. So now you own that money that's owed to me, which means you're going to get all that money and I hold on to the liquid money and then I pay you back and we get it back and forth. If the commercial banks don't think that that's a good deal, i.e. if they realize that nobody's paying their mortgage, they're going to be like, dude, I'm not going to give you a million dollars for you to give me a fucking bundle of loans that are going to default. Fuck that. So I'm not going to give you money, which is then what happens is now all these investment banks aren't able to pay off their debts because they need liquid money. If they have a debt that's due tonight, it doesn't help that they have a billion dollars owed to them next week. They need to pay back their debt tonight. That's how it works, I guess, from what I'm learning. Um... It's also, you know, before we get further into it, it's also important to understand as, as kind of 
uh, you know, deviant as this sounds when you say banks and money and investment, it is important to understand that on a certain level, this shit is necessary. You know, like if you're trying to buy a house, unless you have $200,000 of cash in your fucking bank account, you're not getting a house without a bank to fucking give you that loan. You're not starting a business and getting a fucking walk-in freezer and a stove set up and getting a fucking liquor uh, license and all license that extra shit. All that like, shit. Yeah, you know, yeah. Fire inspection. Yeah, the fact that credit, the that fact shit. that credit exists, is often looked at as this evil, bad thing. But it's the reason why most people have a car. It's the reason why people have houses. It's the reason why people have the shit that they want without necessarily having all that cash money in their bank account at once, and also not having to evaporate all of that at once. And you know, even if you did manage to save up two hundred thousand dollars to buy a house in cash guess what? Now you have a house and zero dollars in your bank account. So like before we go further down the trail, it's also important to, to recognize that on a certain level, these things are necessary. It's just a matter of the, uh, the, you know, how far it's taken and how it's played by the system. Um, the, uh, one second, one second. Yeah, keep yeah, going. Play, World resource control, and thus they will get the bulk of the stimulus. But look who is right below the banks, corporations, and they got the second most, the peanuts to the hospitals, who can be considered education in this pyramid, and then to the governments, and finally to the citizens, aka the debt slaves. This is trickled down on steroids, aka trampled down economics, and I'm not hating on the right, the Republicans, as this bill was bipartisan. Trumple. Yeah, like and our that. cronies, Democrats or Republicans. If you can't see that, you are a flipping sheep. But we have sheep everywhere in this world. Even one of the most influential people in the space is for some damn reason. The Binance butt sniffer himself, Anthony Pompliano. Literally, All right, so you can podcast, pause here and we, we can be done with this ago. video because this guy, I guess, I'm, I'm imagining is primarily a, uh, he's a cryptocurrency guy. So at this point, he just goes into how it affects the crypto market, which I don't fucking know anything about. I don't fucking care. Um, yeah, yeah. As far as everything else, um, now that we've addressed what, the what a repo what a repurchase agreement is a repo operation is um like i said before that primarily takes place between an investment bank and a commercial bank normally the federal reserve is not involved in that now when i said before in the circumstances that people start to believe that that the collateral the 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 securities and the bonds that investment banks are offering as collateral to the people they want money from aren't like valuable assets and those banks start to refuse to give them money, that's when the Federal Reserve steps in and says, okay, we're going to offer these repurchase agreements, which means that you're going to sell up, that you're going to buy bonds or that, that we're going to buy securities from you, which is normally like treasury bonds and stuff like that, which is just an investment in the U.S. currency. So now, the, that, now basically the Federal Reserve is giving these loans to these banks for up to four trillion dollars worth of things so it's not like necessarily they're just giving these banks four trillion dollars they're basically saying hey we you have been approved to buy these stocks from us for that amount of money in exchange for this for this money so you can you know take care of your assets and then pay us back you know yeah. so that's that's what they call um quantitative easing which is when the federal reserve steps in when the actual market comes to a standstill and then they're trying to keep it going you know what I mean? So to yeah, call yeah. it, yeah. So so it's essentially there. They approved a four trillion dollar loan deal to these big banks. It's not just free money. Um, again, I don't know 
all and, and the reason for that is actually uh, they had after the 2008 financial crisis, they in the new policies they put what's called limited capital requirements, which means that now these investment banks are required to keep a certain amount of actual real money in their accounts that is much higher than they were before to ensure that they're not just completely leveraging themselves out with no actual real money, you know? So now these banks are essentially, whereas maybe you didn't need all that much money in your actual coffers to make business, now they're saying like, you need X amount of dollars in your reserves, and so the money that you would have normally used to pay off your debts, you can't use now because you need to have that on hand. So that's when the Federal Reserve stepped in and said, okay, well, instead of loosening up those restrictions like we did in 2008 and allowing banks to just fucking take empty their accounts completely and be completely leveraged out with no real money, no liquid money. Now, instead of doing that, I think it's actually a good idea to say, no, you still need to to have that reserve to make sure that you're actually a real valuable business. But now you can just, we're allowing you to borrow money from us at this way, you know? So that could be argued as, would you rather have it be a situation where banks completely leverage themselves out down to $0 in real money and then completely plummet and fail and tank the entire economy? Or would you rather have the Federal Reserve step in and say, no, you're not going to fucking do that. Instead, you're going to fucking borrow money from us. It's kind of like that, at that point, you could kind of debate it. I'm just trying to clarify exactly what they're talking about. And it's also interesting, and this is what I found the most interesting, and I did not know about this. This didn't start yesterday. This didn't start last week. Most of the videos that I watched about the Federal Reserve taking these actions started about five or six months ago, where the market started to kind of take this turn where people were starting to lose confidence in in these investments and saying, well, you know, you're not going to be able to get money from us if all you have to offer in return are these like debt obligations that we don't even believe are going to be paid back. So the Federal Reserve has been pumping this amount of money into our market since probably like October or November. And I was wondering, is that related to the coronavirus? Is, is, were they aware that this would happen that long ago or are these completely isolated incidents? That it's a coincidence that it just so happens that we're in the midst of a major market crash and but five months ago, it seems like our central banking system was preparing for it. Are they related yeah. or is this... I don't know. I think I think it's definitely like a thing of coincidence because, you know, I've we've been doing a bunch of like videos for, you know, big corporations for a while and all within the last year, like most financial companies that like we were interviewing were saying like, you know, like all signs in the market point towards a recession of some sorts. Like, um, so we're just, you know, getting prepared for that and figuring our shit out. And then, you know, whatever, like the planets aligned and coronavirus fucking was a rising fucking Leo when the market was in a, a moon Virgo and yeah, I don't know what any of that means, but <laughs> <laughs> so you're, you're kind of thinking that it was maybe like a wrong time, wrong place where we're already in the wrong midst time, of this wrong place, dude. And it's just global. Now here's uh if you wanted to get conspiratorial about it and, and real quick, Shouts out to Chico Crypto. As a result of your video, I did learn a lot, and I appreciate the information you're putting out there. Um, there's just certain things I just like to kind of go through and kind of look at it through my lens. I also perfectly am willing to admit that you probably know a lot more about this shit than I do. But I'm glad that, uh, you know, now I can at least have some type of reference on what the fuck I'm talking about. And, and everybody, you know, after after 
hearing that information, you can you can assess your own opinion of what you it's I, I don't necessarily agree or disagree with what they're doing because I don't think that I'm at in a position to to make that stand. But, you know, uh, it's important that you at least know what the fuck he's talking about when you say repro operations and when you say corporations and when you say stimulus and when you say bailout, because if not, then whoever's presenting you the information can spin it and make it sound they're doing this and that. And you know what the fuck he's saying when he does that. All you know is apparently repo operations are bad and apparently corporations are bad and apparently this and apparently that. If you at least have some type of perspective on what's actually going on, then you can form your own opinion. So yeah, shout out to sure. Chico Kirpta, whatever. And uh, I appreciate the video. And shouts out to Vonghel, Vongel. DM me how to pronounce your name because I'm going to start yeah. fucking making up ridiculous <laughs> shit. Hey, but, you want to uh, move on to something a little more lighthearted? Yeah, I just want to say one thing real quick as far as the conspiracy thing goes with, uh, with the coronavirus. I've had a hunch, and I've been having a hunch for more and more as more people are starting to really kind of start to think twice about what's going on. And as much as I still lean in the direction that you're right, and this was a coincidence, that it just so happened that the stock market started to kind of take a turn for the worst, and people were expecting a recession for for the past six months or whatever the fuck people are saying. Um, and then all of a sudden out of nowhere, then this virus outbreak happens. Um, I've been thinking for a long time that I, I, I don't lean in the direction that this was a viral outbreak that was manufactured. I don't think it was planned. However, I absolutely think that it is being taken advantage of. And I absolutely yeah, think that there are I can see that. There are people across the world. Just, we definitely got fucking mukbanged, though, dude. Yes. We yeah, got, we got mukbanged into What corona. does that mean, by the way? Mukbang? You know mukbang videos? It's just like people eating food <laughs> on YouTube. It's yes, usually yes, like yes. Asian people eating food. Mm-hmm. Dude, we just... Mukbang got us, dude. Well, I just... Mukbang I went viral and corona came <laughs> out of it. I can't help but think. I can't help but think, and I hope I'm wrong because I really want this shit to be over with because it's more important to me to just have what I had before and have a job and be able to do what I love to do for a living than it is for me to be right about this. But I can't help but think, I can't help but think that, like I said before, when something like this happens and it shuts down the economy and it puts a bunch of people in a position to... It's kind of the same way when people, like, in the stimulus package, everybody was kind of trying to push their own agenda, like, well, maybe we should throw this in there and make you know, this thing also a law. And it's like, dude, what are you, why are we talking about all that shit right now? Right now we need a direct solution to what's going on right now. And you're using this crisis as an opportunity to kind of push your other ulterior motives and agendas. Like, and if, and that's going on in our own government and the idea that that's not also going on around the world in governments around the world that are trying to take advantage of this situation and put the United States and other places in the worst possible position and knowing that we're in a terrible spot right now and knowing that this is unsustainable and just waiting it out and doing what they can. And I also don't know how this has to do with the upcoming primary. I don't know because there's a lot of shit that seems to be like I was looking into fucking H1N1 and stuff like that. These are These are viruses that... Look, I'm not a fucking doctor, as I say every fucking week, but you look at the numbers for how many people died of swine flu or bird flu or things like that, and it's vastly, vastly greater than what we've seen right now. The death rates are vastly greater. What the coronavirus has right now going for it is, uh, is the transmissibility, the transmission yeah. rate, that it's so incredibly well, contagious. It's, just so, it's so contagious to the point where, like, 
you know, asymptomatic carriers. Some symptoms don't mm-hmm. show until 14 days after incubation. Like, you can still be transmissible of the disease during that incubation. Like, it's there's just a lot of fucking shit going on with it. It just, it begs the question how, like, it's weird to me that all these other outbreaks have happened. Through, I mean, as recently as 2017 to 2018, I think it was something like, 60,000 people or something ridiculous in the United States died of whatever flu it was that year. And like not even close. I mean, what were we talking about? Like 31, 3,000 right now? 3,000 deaths or 3,000 cases? Which What, what did you say that earlier? Was, that was just in Maryland, though. Yeah, that was just in Maryland. So 3,000 in Maryland. I don't know what it's at across the country. Um, it's like no. fucking going off in New York right yeah. now. <laughs> like, dude, they're having like 3,000 new cases a day. It just seems weird, like, the degree that we're taking this as compared to, like, okay, maybe this is the worst of all of them. I'm willing to concede that. Surely the coronavirus is probably the worst viral outbreak we've seen, worse than swine flu, worse than bird flu, and I don't even know that. I'm just assuming that because of the way we're handling it. But it seems weird that we went zero to 100 over this one thing. We took, what measures do you remember taking when swine flu and bird flu were out in school? Did they shut down schools? Did they shut down business? Did they do no, any of that shit? But, Nothing. But swine flu is, like, an easier thing to catch. Like, not like catch it like transmissibly i just mean like they were there it was easier to identify and same thing with like ebola and like zika like mm-hmm. all those things were very easy to like track down they weren't as transmissible um and like because i remember like fucking someone in our grade had fucking swine flu but like they were just fine yeah swine, swine flu wasn't swine flu wasn't like a big bad thing there was one of them that it had a higher death rate among younger people than older people because apparently the older people had antibodies for it, but it was people that were like between the ages of like like teenager to twenty that were dying at like a extremely higher rate, which to me is scarier because you yeah. expect an eighty year old to die of a fucking thing like that. You don't expect a twenty year old to die of that and an eighty year old to be fine. That's fucking weird. Yet they never did anything in our schools. I don't remember we were in fucking school during that shit, and they didn't do anything. We didn't have a fucking day off, and it just seems no. weird to me that out of fucking nowhere, nobody ever gave a fuck about all those things ever ever at all. It was just a minor topic of conversation. It would come every once in a while. Laura Scooter made a song called The Bird Flu. That was about all I fucking heard about the bird flu. All of a sudden, this shit comes out, and now we're doing something that was has never been done before in our lifetime or our parents' or our grandparents' lifetime out of fucking nowhere, and it just seems to me like maybe there's another maybe, maybe, maybe. I'm not, I'm not claiming anything. I'm just, I'm just asking the question. Where are you maybe going with this, Jimmy? Where are you going with this? There's a lot of people that would like to see this happen. And there's a lot of people that know that this might benefit their motives when it comes to the election, whether it's the Democrats trying to alter something or the general election or the Republicans trying to do something or the bankers trying to take advantage of the situation or China or Russia or these other countries. I think there's a lot of other things to consider than simply, oh yeah, there's a virus and we're just shut down. I don't know, bro. There's been so many fucking deaths in Italy. (laughs) Like, I don't think Italians had anything riding on this. Dude, you I don't know think Italians had anything to gain from this, dude. <laughs> I don't know. I, I did look. I did see an interesting stat about Italy actually this past week, which is that apparently all of the. This is another. This is another video that was too. referred to me. That, that yeah. That apparently they say as much as up to eighty eight percent of the deaths in Italy, the corona deaths in Italy, could be misattributed, meaning that. Uh, 
and that was written in like the Telegraph, not like some like weird ass, like the way they count the death tolls over there, like basically people that were already in the hospital or people that had other, like, they say that uh, this is, this is something only 2.1% of the people that died in Italy had no other health problems that over half, over half of the deaths that are attributed to coronavirus in Italy had three or more pre-existing conditions. That's kind of like to say that somebody died in the hospital and then with three other conditions, three other, that's more than 50% of the Italian people that are classified as dead from the coronavirus, more than half of those died with three other health conditions and to attribute that as a corona death, that's not the way it's counted in other countries. And so you also have to factor in that certain countries, everybody goes by their own system. This isn't like America where Maryland and California and Minnesota all count their deaths the same way. You're dealing with different countries. You're dealing with fucking China who's obviously lying about shit. You know, China's saying they're pretty much over the fucking hill with it even though, you know, you don't know what the fuck's going on over there. And you hear Italy, and you just don't know how this shit pans out. So I think there's a lot of things to uh, think about. Again, this is all stuff. I'm not making any claims. I'm just tossing it out there. Let's let's go with something lighter. I saw this on Instagram the other day. It it cheered me up in this quarantine. They got drugs in this. It's like 85% lean. Lean. They got drugs in this. It's like 85% lean. Hey. So the video is three younger black kids at a grocery store (laughs) holding a tube of ground turkey. And they're reading it. And it says. They got drugs in this. It's like 85% lean. I'm going to drink some of that lean. And it ends with one of them being like, I'm going to drink some of that lean. And then he holds the tube up and it like cuts off. But I'm assuming. He goes for the fucking drink of that tube, dude. <laughs> oh, no. That's fucking awesome. That's fucking awesome. <laughs> That's been like one of my favorite new videos. 15% fat, seen, though, dude. baby. You remember trans fat, dude? Fat. Is that still a thing? Do people still have trans fat? I remember no, that was dude. like, I would like, lo- I would, like was, look at That's misgendering the fat, dude. <laughs> Dude, I'm, I'm just kidding. Fat, I'm fucking going crazy in this quarantine. Um, <laughs> I think I think trans fat's just not one of the good fats, right? I think that's like it's the, like an artificial preservative or something. I don't even fucking know. But I just remember like I would look at back in high school when I was like always counting my calories. They're and a form shit. of unsaturated fat. They come in both natural and artificial forms. Really? Natural or ruminant trans fats occur in the meat and dairy from ruminant animals such as cattle, sheep, and goats. Ruminant. That is a uh, rummaging species, I imagine. Right? Yeah, I ruminant. So. I've definitely seen the word. It's like they're, they're the ones with like the four stomachs, right? Ruminant. It's like cows uh, have like a bunch of stomachs. Even toed uh, ungulate mammal that chews ungulate. the cud regurgitated from its rumen. The ruminants comprise the cattle. So I guess it's like the multi stomach animals yeah and they like basically like regurgitate they like eat grass and then store it in their fucking rumen their other stomach and they just like throw it back up and just chew on it throughout the day and then they swallow it into their main stomach that's why cows are always chewing that's a fucking gross ass animal dude that's insane can't tell me that's cool you know they have themselves all day long (laughs) (laughs) 
cows are just big ass chickens, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Unbelievable, dude. That is fucking gross, dude. But yeah, I just remember like, I think they like got rid of trans fat because I don't see it on anything anymore. I used to see it all the time. Yeah, I mean, there were like, there were the big, uh, you know, anti-saturated fats and trans fat movement. Um, That was like while we were in like high school, middle school maybe. Yeah, I remember like, no, it's crazy. So I learned this recently. Um, apparently, school schools have different guidelines for nutritional things. So companies like Costas and Little Debbie's and even like General Mills and like shit like if you like their snacks in the in the schools are actually different than the snacks they sell outside of schools. Like nutritionally and taste wise, uh, I've always isn't that crazy? I've always thought that. Like I've that, never, dude. I've never had a zebra cake as good as a zebra cake that I had in like middle school, dude. That and it's makes because a they literally were just genetically different. Like, like they weren't allowed to put as much sugar in it. They weren't allowed to put as many like preservatives in it. Did it's anything, kind of fucking crazy? Did it's crazy anything to think about that? Because like they even thousand- have like different fucking like drinks and shit in school, and you'd never yeah. see those drinks outside of school. And you'd be like, oh, "Yeah, these dude. fucking things, dude. They're like prison S- drinks, dude." It's Some crazy. of the shit I feel like was even worse, dude. I mean, like, has anything ever hit like a Towson High School vending machine, Big Texas? I mean, talk I about good ass. Remember Star Crunches and fuck. You remember Star Crunches? Yeah. In high school, they were fucking amazing, dude. But you won't yeah. catch me dead buying one from Safeway, dude. No, but something and then about every like once in a blue moon, you will, you will get that pack because it's only like two bucks, and you get like six or close. eight of them. Yeah, and they're not good, and they're not even as good. It's like, did they make them worse in high school? Did they make them fucking worse for you at Towson High? I don't no, know. No, I think they made. I just think for whatever reason, like them trying to make them healthier. And then we were, like, accustomed to the healthier version. So then when you actually have the real version and it's, like, way worse for you, you taste that it's, like, oh, no, this kind of tastes bad. Dude, I want a middle school grade cosmic brownie, dude. If I could get some of those, <laughs> dude, dude. those are the moistest brownies on earth. Unbelievable. Dude, they're unreal. Unbelievable how good they were. <laughs> like, why can't I get a Dumbarton Middle School fucking hostess, dude? It's just, you can't do it. It's you can't do crazy, it, crazy, bro fucking go when school's reopened dude i'm going back dude <laughs> i'm just gonna walk in hit their hit the towson dude, high school if, vending if machine bernie every day. sanders makes education free i'm going back to middle school and high school just so i can get the snacks <laughs> <laughs> but joe biden's making snacks free dude that's why mm. snacks. snacks and sniffs dude <laughs> the snacks and sniffs dude He's been really fucking falling apart too, man. I was dude, watching he's been crazy. Uh, he's like on a wire now. He's got an earpiece in like his latest shit. Like he's got like one of those like clear Secret Service earpieces of someone like feeding him lines. Like he's like cheating at the spelling bee or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's another thing, dude. I'm just saying, just saying, bro. What if there? You, you were you were you were cons- you were fucking talking about it a couple weeks ago, dude. About how maybe this could postpone the election and stuff like that. Yeah, man, it's all coming true. You don't think there's people being like speaking gospel, baby? If you you transcribe this shit, it'd be the New Testament, dude. Honestly, you don't think there's people that are heading that party that are like, "Fuck, we kind of Joe Biden, Joe fucking Biden's our guy, dude." What the fuck are we gonna do other than fucking basically make the election people not be able to actually ever see Joe Biden? 
No, they're just gonna yeah, it's they're either just gonna keep hiding him, which they've been doing successfully. Hide and Biden. Hide and Biden, baby. Um, sleepy Joe Hyden. Know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's that's what that's what you're saying, bro. <laughs> but no, I mean I said this a couple weeks ago, but like, you know, who knows? Like the elections currently right now are on hold. Like, I don't think any state is going to be dumb enough to open up a primary election in person. Uh, maybe some sneaky fucking online election will, elections will happen. Maybe some other shit will happen. They might postpone the primaries till the end of the summer or something. And then just have a very quick primary with a, or a general election between whoever the Democratic and then Trump. Mm-hmm. Um but also, what I think is probably most likely going to happen is they're going to go to the convention and then just pick a candidate from there without actually having any of the states choose. And they're either going to go with Biden, they're going to slide in their own fucking pick. Slide in Biden. Um, you know, maybe they'll fucking put Hillary up as Biden's VP and then mark him on oh. something like... Dude, he gets marked, and then Hillary from Air Force One gets sworn in. Now that is a fucking theory if I've ever heard one, dude. That would be the ultimate. And that would be Hillary. That would be the ultimate Clinton nod to the conspiracy theorists, because you know, obviously, when JFK got shot, uh, his VP got sworn in on Air Force One. Um, apparently, like Hillary Clinton sent a bunch of like pizzas to nurses. And like, <laughs> literally, she was like, you know, you gotta, you gotta help people out, but you also gotta keep those conspiracy nuts busy. And it's like, so you're acknowledging there's a weird link between you and pizza, apparently. Like mm-hmm. you're at least that aware. <laughs> oh like, yeah, she's yeah. fucking with, you. dude. She's always fucking with people, dude. There was nothing more like just enraging than when she testified before Congress about her emails. And you could just see in her face that she knew that she was untouchable. And there was nothing anyone could fucking do. There was yeah, nothing. You could just see the way that she had connections. Half the people that were fucking putting her on trial were in her fucking back pocket. That she never once, I mean, she literally, and I know this is just fucking, you know, dredging up old shit. We've heard it a thousand times to the point where people now, when you say the emails, they're like, shut the fuck up about the emails. But, like, dude, if somebody, I'm just looking at it from my perspective. If somebody accused me of a crime that involved me doing whatever the fuck she was accused of doing, and they said, we are subpoenaing your emails, we want to see the communications that you had. A, Dude, I had it locked. On a- they locked Chelsea Manning in a fucking box for like eight years for basically that's, doing the same shit. That's what pisses <laughs> me off is that other people have done that shit and actually stood trial and got the full force of the law put on them to the point where they're Edward like Snowden's- somehow giving Julian Assange Biden's fucking dementia and <laughs> like. You know, Hillary, you know, she had an, a public email server that was definitely hacked into, but uh, who cares? Dude, they her, fucking... Her she, IT security or whatever the fuck person went on, like, fucking, Reddit and asked how to delete her emails, and people gave them 
the info how to do it. Dude, <laughs> and it's she, like all traceable. It's crazy. It's unbelievable. She literally fucking went through the the furthest extent you could go to the point where there were staffers literally crushing dr- hard drives with hammers and bleach biting shit to the point where it's like you deleted 33,000 fucking emails after you were told that you need to submit those to the court and nothing fucking happened. Meanwhile, fucking guys like Edward Snowden are harboring in fucking Russia, Russia right now and yeah. can't come back to the country because he fucking revealed some shit about the NSA and guys like Julian Assange like, and guys he like He revealed that. that the stuff people have been saying wasn't happening is happening. Exactly. Like people and have been like, saying in front of Congress, like, no, we don't do that. And he's like, I don't know. Yeah, they're doing that. And that's a, and that's a weird thing. That's a weird line. I'm not going to say, like, whether Which or not I, mean, I agree yeah, with the guy. That, like, definitely breaches national security or whatever. And, like, but like the just, fact like, that- the fact, like, okay, so in, in World War II, there is a there is an issue with national security where, um, like, the Japanese set mines around their country at a certain depth because they they didn't know the U.S. subs could go deeper than that, so they just set it at a certain depth in the ocean. Little did they know, U.S. subs were hundreds of like you know hundreds of feet miles beneath it, and just like getting their intelligence unharmed. A U.S. general then went on the news after that and was like, yeah, the dumb Japanese or whatever, they don't know that our subs can go 8,000 feet deep or whatever. And then literally right after that, the Japanese set all their fucking mines 8,000 feet deep and then caused so many casualties. So I understand that leaking intelligence can cause horrible things to happen. Yes. But... I'm just saying it should be attributed We're not leaking all intelligence to enemies. We're, he was leaking intelligence to citizens. They were spying yeah. on citizens. I'm just they looking were, for We're a, not the enemy, dude. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I'm just looking for a common standard. Like, if you say Edward Snowden is guilty of something, fine. I don't really have an opinion on it. I'm glad I know what I know now. I think that's important information, and, and I think in his heart of hearts, he believed he was doing something right, and that's why he did it, and he knew it was at risk if he did it, and he did it anyway, and I can't knock the guy for that. Whether or not the legal, obviously it was illegal, fine. I don't really I don't really think either way of it. I don't really care, to be honest. I'm, I'm glad that we know. Um, however, if you're going to do that, if you're going to prosecute somebody else to that level— Everyone should be held to that standard. There should not be a class of people in this country that could do what Hillary Clinton did or do what many other people do. All kinds of people, not just the Clintons. All kinds of people have that power and they have those connections, and they are completely unfucking touchable. And and people just ignore it. And people yeah. just fucking roll their eyes if you talk about it. And it's like, dude, are you not seeing what the fuck I'm seeing right now, dude? Like she blatantly defied everything, dude everything and just sat there with a fucking evil ass smirk on her face during the press conference and just said no i don't recall like you're watching a fucking mafia movie with robert de niro i don't recall i don't recall that either no (laughs) no no i plead the fifth fuck you dude a scorsese clinton movie would be so good (laughs) especially Uh, if he keeps in all the like the quote-unquote suicides Uh, Hillary go up to fucking Vince Foster's back in the park in DC Mm -hmm. boondock saint style (laughs) and tap him twice in the back of the head dude nobody's singing a prayer (laughs) nobody's talking about fucking anything else other than corona and I think that benefit I think nobody's talking about fucking Epstein anymore nobody fucking cares dude no you're not even talking about and I'm kind of disappointed I fucking I cut my hair dude you're wearing a fucking hat bro 
<laughs> I cut my fucking hair and you didn't even notice, bro. Dude, how the fuck would I notice that, dude? You you set me up, bro. You're wearing a fucking hat. Look at all this hair I cut off. Oh, you cut it yourself? Oh, I, I guess so. Myself, yeah, damn. Bro. It looks good. Let me let me see Thank it again. You. Yeah, yeah. Damn. Nice, dude. Apparently the back's yeah, fucked up. I mean, obviously, what the fuck? How else? How would it not be fucked up? <laughs> how would it not be fucked up? I did it myself. Um, <laughs> I did. You, me, and Alex all have that widow's peak going right now. I love it. I know. I love bro. it. Um, I don't know if that's fireworks or guns because I got a, uh, I got a citizen notification the other minute. Mm-hmm. And I, I could I don't know if the helicopters picked up because they're like helicopters roaming around <laughs> over my house for like yet. a minute. <laughs> um, but it was like shots reported coming from SUV on near Hickory Ave in Hamden, and uh, I literally sleep, I just dude. heard fucking like it was either like a nice firework that someone randomly put off during this quarantine, or like there is either a gunfight. <laughs> There's a gunfight or fireworks just happening. <laughs> I'm certain that there's nothing to celebrate right now. However, now that you bring that up, you think fireworks are going to be going off when quarantine ends? Oh, I probably. Bet, I hope so. For I hope sure. there's a big-ass fireworks show in the harbor and everything. That'd be so fun. Dude, I'll put my own on. I don't give a shit. Dude, yeah. I got like a crate of fireworks right now. That would be, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if there wasn't a fucking national holiday. Corona Day, the day Corona that we day. all Cinco got Corona, freed <laughs> from house arrest, fucking national house arrest to fucking just Dude, light if, off if fireworks. If Cinco and- de Mayo goes global with coronavirus and we all just drink fucking Coronas and party, that'd be sick. They should join up forces dude yeah. that'd be the biggest fucking thing ever dude dude mexico be would be like certified fucking chill after that certified chill if We'd they let, let people no dude if if mexico is like dude we're letting everyone co-opt cinco de mayo as a celebration day after this horrible coronavirus epidemic everyone let's get corona margaritas let's fucking party let's eat some tacos let's be happy it's nice outside the i would say mr trump died from tear the down that wall <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I'm a fucking, uh, another weird development in my life. Dude, I'm a fucking uh, video game guy now, dude. Never yeah. thought it would happen. Yo, Never fuck thought it would yeah, happen. boy. We can play Xbox Live now. If you want to have an Xbox, my brother got two controllers and he got, uh, he got the Xbox wired up. We're connected to Xbox you got Live. You an Xbox? We, I've had an Xbox since, you have an like, Xbox One or a 360? I think I have a 360. Ah, shit. Okay. I was yeah, gonna say, but- if you had an Xbox One and you had Call of Duty, I could play with you on PS4. I suck at those games, but I'm down. If we could, if we could figure out a way, I'd be down. I've been primarily playing um, UFC, like just like I fighting games. I definitely do like, have my 360 still, dude. We could do that. I, don't I mean, know where I it got is. nothing else going on, but like, I've been like really like I've been staying up mad fucking late and just playing UFC, and like I got to the point where I was about to start like a career mode. <laughs> and like create my own player, my and it's player. such a it's such a weird thing when you're like my age or our age, where it's like I'm about to create a player. Like when I was a kid, I would like create myself 
and like make myself. But now, be if you this... make yourself, you'd fucking suck. Exactly. Like, because <laughs> as a I kid, be... you could be like, I'm gonna be myself in ten years. Yeah, like, dude. I'll but probably now be you like... have to be like, I'm gonna make myself like I was at eighteen. <laughs> exactly. I'm gonna make myself what I used to be. I'm not putting myself in at 27, 190 of pure muscle, six fucking. Like, I didn't know. Because like... because if you put your stats in right now, the per- the body that would come out, you'd be like, oh, that's not what I look like. And then you'd be like, wait a second, why don't I look like that? But it would be. <laughs> that's an, like I I had to stop. I was about to do it. Like I literally entered career mode, and I was like about to type in my name and like create my player. I was like, dude, you are 27 years old. You are not going to make a fucking fake fighter of yourself that's 185 pure muscle with roundhouse kicks and fucking an excellent jab game. Like no, dude, dude just fucking play as Leota Machida. There's a part in your life where you stop making yourself and start just making fake people because you can't accept the reality of what yourself would look like in that game. <laughs> oh, man, that was just a wake-up call, dude. I was like, no, dude, it's a what wake are you up call. doing? You're like, damn, dude, I guess I could never be in the UFC. <laughs> That is such I guess a that weird dream's thing. out the fucking window. Oh my god, yeah, dude, you got no fucking shot, dude. When I was younger, I used to look at that and be like, yeah, I could do that, dude. Fucking make myself in Madden and like fucking quarterback and like, yeah, dude, the only Greek on the fucking field. <laughs> <laughs> fucking like, why don't Greek dude. people play fucking football? And now you're 27. You're like, oh, that's why Greek people don't play football. <laughs> exactly. I used to get mad that there weren't more Greek people in the NFL or in anything. And then I realized, oh wait. I'm part of that. I'm part of that. I'm, <laughs> I'm part of the problem. Part dude. of the problem, dude. What am I? What is my? Am I in the? Am I in the fucking Ravens? No. <laughs> I'm getting mad at other Greek people for not fucking showing up, and I'm part of the fucking problem, dude. Damn, There's no dude. time for me to fucking go to the NFL now. I'm done. Sorry, really? NFL. I'm out of the game. <laughs> dude, I'm so happy you're gaming. I've been gaming so much. Uh, I've been getting back into Counter Strike so much. Um, I got one more. So, did you start watching Tiger King? Uh, not since I watched it with Matt and Sig. Dude, um, I watched. I'm, I watched the two whole episodes. thing. I How'd watched you like the whole it? Thing. I really liked it. It after episode two, when episode two ends and they start throwing in the Carol killed her husband and fed him to tigers conspiracy, I was fucking in on that show, and wow. you know that. So you think she definitely <laughs> did? Oh, dude, yeah, she fucking killed her husband. I mean, I could tell you she's without even watching a show, Carol Baskins killed her fucking, fucking husband. She's fucking psycho, dude. I mean. Dude, she's um, one of those psycho but, animal people, dude. Trust me, I've had a lot of fucking interactions with those people throughout my life. <laughs> that is a new level of fucking psycho, and I wouldn't put it past her for a second. Yeah. Those people are it's insane. It's like a horse girl, but for tigers. And it's like, oh my you God. know that shit's getting out of control. Um, But I had another video queued up. Mm. Um, let me see if I can pull it up. I thought it, you know, it was just another little lighthearted segment, you know. There we go. This little, little lighthearted segment. Let's try this guy. Does this work? Can you see that? Mm-hmm. Attempt to start up. I shall try to start up. Bump it down a little bit. I salute you in the great times yeah, we had over. together, and I quit. By the way, when the um when we're talking exactly. during the video, does exactly. it switch between us or does it just stay on the video? I think it switches in between so us. Oh, sick. Like in a little box on the screen. Tight. So this is Matt Damon. This we bought a-, a zoo. Yay! That's 
That's how we take trailer. care of ISIS right there, buddy. <laughs> Hi, I'm Joe Exotic. Man. I'm gonna live here. You bet your ass. <laughs> But it makes the tiger king. What kind of regular person fucking buys a place like this? Especially somebody with kids. <laughs> this is a rookie mistake. I've been with him for 13 years. He's okay. Come on. I've had some of the kinkiest sex you can imagine up in the dirty bookstores. You name it, right? Okay, terrific. At the risk of stating the obvious, you're insane. You don't even need any special knowledge <sighs> to run a zoo. I don't know shit about animals. <laughs> what you need is a lot of heart. You have a problem with me. Take it up with me. I don't like your face. I'm not that mad. <laughs> you are gonna love your new enclosure. We need somebody who can take charge of this place, or else we and all these animals are gone. I'm trying to give the kids an authentic American experience. I can't compete with that. If you stick with me, I will give this everything. <laughs> well, that's good enough for me. I think you're incredibly pretty. Please don't take offense if I don't hit on you. Be offended if you did. Star Joe. You. I think. You still do not. Oh, son of a bitch just bit me. I can't stand by and watch this happen. <laughs> One employee stuck their arm through the cage and a tiger tore her arm off. <laughs> He's been bit by a snake. Let him live for a couple more weeks. Get him some medicine. That motherfucker's going in the trash. <laughs> <laughs> I've been doing this for 20 years, never even been bit. <laughs> we shouldn't have bought a zoo. I'm never going to financially recover from this. <laughs> Yeah. That is fucking great. Beautiful dude. video. I saw it from Glut Sutter. That's who I saw it from on Facebook. I don't know who actually made it, but Glut Sutter. That was a funny nice. vid. That was a good one. That is good, dude. That is good. <laughs> I thoroughly dude, enjoyed it. It's that. fucking that whole show is fucking crazy because like, you know, you get into all those different personalities of people that want to have tigers around them and for most of them it's they want to have baby tigers around them because pretty much everyone flocks to baby baby tigers so like it turns out so i, I know you've only seen two episodes in but that one the doctor bhagvagani whatever the fake doctor like doctor quote unquote because he's like a spiritual guy yeah um so he ha he has like a whole harem of like six bitches that live with him um, like, nice. uh, you know, obviously Carol has her troubled past of, you know, rags to riches because she killed her husband who was worth millions. Um, obviously Joe turning out straight boys with baby tigers and meth. Yeah. And then, I mean, all uh, power to him. and then that weird. So there's like this dude that comes in later on. who's like this kind of swinger money man guy who comes in for Joe and he's like, you know, little pussy gets big pussy. And then his like partner is right there next to him, like, haha, yeah. And then throughout the series, like she gets knocked up and then like they get arrested because he has a bunch of baby tigers at his fucking Las Vegas mansion that is using to like lure women back to his room with. And like I mean, you talk about dude, a fucking chick magnet, dude. So you gotta fucking put crazy. 
Tiger Cubs up there on the list. I mean, that's Tiger crazy. Tiger Cubs are up like probably number probably number two. Oh yeah. I mean the other one is a fully stocked fridge, baby. Hero hate. This is this has been also one of the videos that's been getting me through quarantine. I gotta find it. It's so fucking funny. I sent it to a group chat the other day. Find it real quick. I'm gonna take a piss real quick. All right, yeah. Jimmy's taking a piss. I'm loading this up. Mr. Shy City, baby. Hell yeah. Quick pick, dude, or quick piss. That was a quick piss, dude. Yeah, this is this is a video I've been thinking a lot about recently. What's up, y'all know it's your boy Shot City Man. Yeah, now a lot of y'all, you know what I'm saying? You know I put you onto the whip game, put you onto a lot of things about the car game. You got any questions, holla at me. Right now, you know what I'm saying? You in a nigga's kitchen. Hold on. Let, just just for the moment of silence for the brand new Italian tile. Yeah, they just put this down last night. Isn't this shit cool as hell, man? Pure Italian. Alright, fuck that shit. Anyway, okay, alright. So I was at my nigga's crib, okay, and I was trying to tell the nigga. If he could just do small things to his shit, like his his kitchen and his bathroom, he'll have women everywhere, dropping vagina panties all over the place. You know what I'm saying? He thought I was bullshitting. So I said, look, I'm going to do a video of my, just something small like my refrigerator. You know what I mean? And I'm going to show you that I'm real with the shit. All right, hold on. One more thing. Y'all, y'all see this shit? It's a chrome garbage can. I ain't never seen no chrome garbage can. It's the shit from Egypt, and it flips over like this. Ain't that some cool shit? Boom. Alright, fuck that shit, fuck that shit. Okay, alright. So, if you have an assortment right, of drinks shit, in your shit. fridge, it's gonna <laughs> open up the world. Women are gonna come over here, they're gonna be comfortable. I know it sounds silly, but I want y'all to feel me on this right now. Oh yeah, nigga made a pizza. Oh, <laughs> well, oh yeah, up. made a pizza. Okay, fuck that shit, fuck that shit. Now, I know a lot of y'all like, come on, man, why you got nothing but drinks in your shit? Why you ain't got no food? I'm gonna tell you why. See, when different women come over, different women like different things, my nigga. You know what I'm saying? So, like, for the mature, this is real talk. For the mature chick, you know, over 30, who still drinks juice, hey. you hit her with the mystic. mystic. They always get mystics. I don't know why. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> then, the snapples, that's for, like, the suburban chicks. You know, they come over here, they be like, oh, my God, Chai City, like, um, do you have anything to drink? And then I'm like, yeah, Becky, I got fucking snapples off. Oh, my God, you have so many flavors. This is crazy. I don't even know which one to take and i'll be like man just whatever you want to take yo you know what i'm saying now the vitamin water that's for like the chicks you know what i'm saying who stay in shape you know they, they might come over to your crib after they leave the gym shit like that you know what i'm saying the smearing off ices that's what I'm talking you dig? about. That's for like the chicks who, you know, it's their first time coming over here. They want to get their drink on, but they don't know you well enough to get drunk around you. So they just get their buzz on with the smell on ice. Okay, now hey. y'all read. Now, if you're a real nigga, I ain't got to say. The cherry <laughs> coat, that's for the hood chicks because I got flaming hots. And then I hit them with the cherry coat. They in. The Red Bull, that's really for me. I ain't going to front. I'll be kind of tired in the morning. Then I hit them with the Hawaiian Punch, the Sierra Mist, the Pepsi. As you see, this shit goes all the way to the back. There ain't no front shit. Exactly, I stay stocked with the shit. <laughs> Arizona iced tea, really for the for the classy, bougie hood chick, you know. She too good for the cherry coke, so she drinks that. Right, 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 okay. Then the, <laughs> the green tea, man, that's for the holistic, you know, vegetarian, I don't eat meat, and I, you know, and I'm real earthy type, you know, fucking Erica Badu chicks, you know what I'm saying? And of course, niggas, for the hood chicks. Bam! I got a draw Kool-Aid. You know what I'm saying? I mean, damn. You know, I might go with the 
Yeah, I'm gonna get the blue one. Because as I said, okay, then we got water again for the in shape chicks. You know what I'm saying? We got the Perrier water for the fucking, you know, Sedetti chicks, more vitamin water shit. Now, I'll hold on one more thing. If you a real nigga though, real niggas, you only got two. Damn, we were throwing shit. You only got two things in your shit. Sweet baby rays, nigga. Yeah, that's just man, on point. And then motherfucking ranch. Mm-hmm. I mean, if mm -hmm. shit, niggas, we don't eat blue cheese. Black people don't eat blue cheese. We eat ranch. And hey, look, my dad was over here the other day. He thought I was playing. I can't believe it's not butter, man. This shit, you could drink this shit, man, and it ain't butter. It's like <laughs> butter flavored, but it ain't butter. Shit is real fucking good, man. Real talk. Now, a lot of y'all saying, well, what about, you know, for the way, hold on, get money, get paid, okay, all right, all right we cool, we cool, um, now, sometimes <laughs> the women, they bring their kids over here, you know what I'm saying, be fucking me up, because I'm trying to hit that ass, right, so you know what I did, nigga, bam, hit them little niggas with a freeze pop, that's right, nigga, so then she bring a kid over here, and I said, well, you want to freeze pop, little nigga, because he just going to cock block you anyway, hit him with a motherfucking freeze pop, all type of flavors, we got like fucking 400 in this motherfucker, you know what I'm saying? And if you like me, every once in a while you might kick it with a big girl with a pretty face, but just just a fat girl, hit her with the pizzas, the motherfucking ice cream sandwiches, I got pretzels, egos, you know hell, well, look, I got even more shit for them, hold on. Then you open up this, bam, snacks on snacks, nigga, four, seven, eight, nine different flavors of cereal, we got Pop-Tarts, man, we got... Popcorn, toffee, wheat thins, nigga, what you want? I, I, you know, I tell the big girl, baby, come on, get your snack on, baby, feel comfortable. You know, you breathing heavy as hell. I know you hungry. You know, seven different flavors of chips. He's breathing heavy as hell. I know you hungry. Now, sometimes, okay, if a girl bring her kid over to your spot, you know what I'm saying, you got to throw him off. So that's why I'm going to take y'all over here. Let me walk to the front room right quick. You got to throw that little nigga off, okay? Because he, he going to cock block you because he don't want you near his mom. So then you take the little five-year-old kid, you say, look, little nigga, which one you want to play? You want to play the PS3 or the Xbox? See, that's going to fuck him up because he ain't used to having an option. Then you let him play on the big-ass screen. You see I got the PS3 on right now. Mm-hmm. So, bam, again, just the vet, PS3, Xbox. Or if you don't want to do that, let him just watch cable on the cable Comcast box. Let him do his motherfucking thing. You know what I'm saying? And it's all good. <laughs> well, anyway, that's that's all I really want to put y'all niggas on to. Have your crib set up, man, to make the girl feel good. You know what I'm saying? Next thing you know, she going to be making you feel good. You niggas already know. Matter of fact, hey. let me go ahead and get my... Yeah, let me go ahead and get my... Oh, where my Kool-Aid at? Damn. Him a Kool-Aid. Oh, yeah, one more thing. To the makers of Kool-Aid, would you niggas <laughs> stop putting the juice all the way to the top? Because when I twist the motherfucking cap... I, I put it, the shit explodes like a goddamn grenade. Then I got blue juice all over my white carpet. Look, man, I appreciate you trying to give me as much juice for the value. But look, put the juice, look, so look at this shit. See, now the juice is all at the top. You see, put the juice down here so when I open it, it don't spill everywhere, okay? Trust me, I ain't gonna miss it. You know, these motherfuckers cost like five for a dollar, okay? Thank you. Anyway, y'all know, Shot City, man, do your thing. Get your whip game proper, get your crib together, and remember. Get money. Get money, get, get paid. paid. All right, I'm out of here. Get money, get paid, baby. That's that's the moral of the story, That's dude. a crucial video for these trying times. I, I thoroughly agree with that. I've always said that. I've always said that having a fully stocked, at the very least, bar. You got to have your house set up, dude. You can't, you can't bring a... No girl wants to come home and see your shit all fucked up, dude. See your house dirty as fuck. 
I hate going to somebody's house and being like, yo, I don't even feel comfortable sitting on this fucking couch, dude. There's a fucking <laughs> slice of pizza in the fucking cushion. Like, what the fuck is going on, dude? Get your shit together, bro. I'm telling you what, dude. You bring a girl back to a nice, clean house. I yeah, mean, because nice girls. Little Santa Claus chilling on the radiator. Oh, yeah. Dude. You already know, dog. You already know. Girls are always on the lookout. For, they have their psycho radar, radar is off the charts because it has to be. They can't be taking any fucking chances with dudes. And so your primary objective as a dude, the first time you meet a girl, is just overtly prove that you are a totally chill, normal, cool guy. <laughs> and the, one of the best ways you can do that is bring her back to a nice, put-together spot because that is the final frontier. If you're lucky enough to get a girl to come back to your space, that is the final check in the box of whether or not you get any ass that night. If you're lucky enough to get her to come over, at that point, they're on the fucking look at, okay, is this guy's fucking toilet dirty as fuck? Because that's gross. Is this fucking, what's he got in his fridge? Oh, just one can of ketchup? A can of ketchup? What the fuck is yeah. that? <laughs> Whereas you know? on the flip side, a guy will go to a girl's house and crawl through like three rooms of dirty laundry to get to the bedroom. <laughs> yeah, this is normal. <laughs> That's one of my favorite Mark Norman jokes, actually. He does that. I think Mark Norman is very underrated, by the way, and not just because he's a two-time guest on Live from the Studio, but also because he's fucking awesome. He's been on Rogan and sick. And one of my favorite jokes from him is like, guys and girls, like he always talks about like, our guys, is, our girls really as horny as guys because they always say they are. And he goes, uh, <laughs> he goes, uh, you know, when a guy goes to a girl's house and she's like a fucking psycho or something like that and like her house is all fucked up and she's like weird as shit and something like that. When a girl goes to a guy's house, she's like, oh man, I gotta get the hell out of here. But when a guy goes to a girl's house and he sees like a fucking like Hitler poster on the wall and like some crazy shit, he's like, damn, I gotta bang this girl and get the hell out of here. <laughs> I think that's so funny because it's so fucking true, dude. You're not, if you're a guy and your shit isn't together, bro, you're not getting ass. And if you are getting ass, you don't wanna be getting ass because any girl that's gonna bang a guy looking like that in that situation, just know that she's banged a bunch of other guys that are as much of a fucking loser as you. And that's no way to be. You gotta have the pretzel chips on deck. You gotta have the liquor. Oh, wait, Jimmy, mm -hmm. I didn't even show you this yet. You may have seen this before in life, but, uh, you know, get a little drum roll going. Is that a fucking champagne grade Miller High Life that I'm looking at right now? What the? F oh, <laughs> yeah, <bitch>. shit. <laughs> Yo. The champagne of beer in a damn oh, champagne bottle, no, baby. Oh, bro. <laughs> the sponsorship finally awesome. came through, baby. Oh, man, that's awesome. Where the fuck did you get that? I got this at um at a wine source in Hamden. I, would, I'd, I did my last little uh excursion like I was telling you earlier. I forgot to even mention that. I got the wow. I got the wine, I got the vodka to make the gin. And then literally as I was about to go to check out, I saw those in like a box in the corner. And they were like, dude, it was like four ninety nine for one of these. Oh my God, dude. Um, Are you just gonna save and that think and just fuck? It might be expired already, to be honest. <laughs> That's the best way to enjoy it. Since twenty nineteen on it. 
Well, it's it's in a wine bottle, so that means it gets better with age. <laughs> exactly. You just got yourself a nice 2019 <laughs> exactly. champagne of beers. I got a 2019 Miller High Life, baby. You're going to pop that off at your son's graduation, and it's going to be glorious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 2019 champagne of beers, Miller High Life, baby. Oh, this man. Is, that, is, that was a good pickup, I thought. That is a phenomenal pickup, dude. I'm actually just jealous. Just to even, like, just to have that <laughs> is just, like, I mean, so crucial. I mean, that's one of the... That's one of those things where it's like the hand of God put that in front of your face. And you, I know. You're defying the laws of the universe if you don't fucking put that on your dry sink. I mean, uh. come on. <laughs> you got to have that. I, I would have spend it, my dude. bottom, I would spend my last $5 on that. <laughs> if I only had $5 left and that was the last one in the store, I would fucking get that. Right, damn, I guess that fucking 1200 is coming in next week. I don't know. <laughs> Tell my landlord to fuck off. <laughs> I got a yeah. fucking. <laughs> so did you pay? You paid rent, I assume, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I paid yeah, rent yeah, too. Yeah. I feel like I think I was saying this last week too, where I'm like in a good situation where I'm like I'm already paying pretty low rent, so I don't want to like, I don't want to be like, rent strike. I'm not paying anything. Fuck the yeah. owners of property. Yeah, but it's like no. I know my landlord, and she's like such a nice lady, and she does like a lot of good for Hamden and the community. And it's like no, I'd, I'm yeah. gonna give and her that, my rent money. <laughs> and that goes, and that goes back to the principle earlier that one of the first things we talked about, which goes back to like what I was talking about with Seasons Pizza, is being a good dude. Because in the same way that somebody might get a better job and say a big middle finger to their previous employer and fucking not show up to their last couple shifts and blow them off and leave them hanging and screw them over. People look at like, okay, well, it's not legal to evict somebody right now. By law, in Maryland, you can't evict somebody. But that doesn't mean that when this shit is all over and they They're and your landlord hits you up, <laughs> you're going to get fucking evicted. People just, they don't think in long terms. They just think like, oh, here's what is most beneficial to me Right now. And right now, I'm just going to fuck over my landlord and not give him a shit because, haha, you can't evict me. And then as soon as this is over, your ass is grass, bro. You're a fucking idiot. Yeah. So pay your goddamn rent. Pay your goddamn rent. I didn't want to. I Nobody think, wants um, to. I never want to. Even when I'm making my own, I want to. I definitely, I definitely feel for people who, like, are... You know, living in different cities, though. Like, if you live in, like, New York or L.A. and your rent is, like, out of the ass and you're already working, like, two or three jobs just to afford it and now you can't even work because shit's shut down, I totally understand the rent strike in that regard. But yeah, I don't know. And, again, that all comes down to the human element. It's, like, as long as you – look, at the end of the day, what people are really looking for is a willingness to, to come to an agreement. If you're in a dispute with somebody and let's say you owe them $10,000, if you can just come to them and be like, hey, dude, listen, I don't have $10,000. I can pay you $1,000 a month for the next 10 months. Or I can do this or I can do that. If you get caught for like, – if you get audited and get fucked over by the IRS, people don't go to jail for just – I mean as far as I know, you don't just go to jail for fucking just getting caught not paying taxes. You have to really be going out of your way to fuck over the government to the point where even when they catch you, you still try to avoid shit and tax evasion and shit like that. And it's like as long as you're showing a willingness, if you contact your landlord and say, hey, like if you're one of those people in a situation where – you don't have the money to pay your rent. And let's say you're living in Maryland, you know, because there's probably plenty of people that can't afford their rent in Maryland because they had a really nice job 
and they were living in fucking Harbor East and they, you know, they're not able to pay their fucking Harborview apartment off of unemployment, you know? So maybe they're not. But if you contact your landlord and you say, hey, look, I'm, I want to pay this rent. I just understandably don't have it, but here's what I can do. And what I can do is give you X amount of dollars over the course of this long. And can we work something out? Can we make an agreement? At that point, you've done everything you can because if you don't have the money, you don't have it. You know, yeah. there's nothing you can do. You can't make money. You can't, I mean, make money. You can't fucking just make money magically appear to give it to somebody. If you don't have it, you don't have it. But as long as you're showing a willingness to come to some sort of like solution, at that point, if your landlord still decides to evict you after everything is said and done, then that's on them. Because at that point, then they're being a dick. Yeah, for what sure. What I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, if your whole game plan is to just say "fuck you," I'm not giving you shit, and I'm gonna ignore your calls, and I'm gonna ignore your texts, and I'm gonna fucking completely act like you don't exist because you can't technically do shit about it until this whole thing is over with, then then you're in the wrong. But if you go out of your way to try to make a solution to the problem, then if the landlord still decides to fuck you over and give you the boot after that, then they're in the wrong. And once again, it's all about, you know, doing the best you can. So be a good fucking person. If you can't pay your rent, talk to people, and then just always put yourself in a position where you're the person who did everything you could. And at that point, if you've done everything you could and somebody else still decided to fuck you over, then you can at least sleep at night on your fucking sidewalk out when you're homeless and know that you're a good fucking dude. And that's just going to come back around at some point in life and you're going to be fine and they fucking won't. Beautiful. I think that's a good place to end it, dude. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah. We got a we got a boys chat to get into in a little bit. But mm-hmm. uh Ooh, yeah, gunshots on up. Barry Street now. People uh, are going off. Getting closer. Dude. I think the fucking um I honestly think like drunkies just don't know what to do anymore. And they're just like going crazy. <laughs> like I'm not even fucking kidding, dude. I mean, I don't think this has put a stop to the drug game as far as I know, dude. Someone said they heard 14, so that was definitely what I heard earlier <laughs> with those fucking gunshots. <laughs> Dude, if you're... <laughs> <laughs> that was wow. definitely a fireworks amount of noise that I heard. Jesus, and that was on Barry Street? I guess. I don't know. Where is Barry Street in relation to you? Um, I mean, it's... It's like half a mile away. Damn. Yeah. Didn't think people getting shot in hand, but I guess... It's um it's on the other side of Falls Road though. Falls Road. Um so like it's behind it's kind of behind where uh kind of behind the storage facility on Falls Road right before Atomic Comics and the Avenue. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, kind of yeah, back yeah. where Colin used to live almost Got it. but like Got closer it. to 36th Street. Okay, yeah, that's still, I didn't realize that shit was going on over there. Or maybe it's not always, I mean, shit like that happens in Towson once in a blue. Yeah, too, exactly. So I, mean, I mean, yeah. But also, I definitely do think it's probably like, uh, you know, heroin people. Yeah, dude. But otherwise, let's, uh, let's, let's sign off for the week. I think we got a nice yeah, little two-hour cast in or something. Yeah, man, no plugs. Uh if you want to see me, call up Seasons Pizza, order a goddamn pizza. Hell yeah, dog. I'll come to your house. I'll come to your house. We deliver surprisingly far into the city. Like, I was down in fucking, like, like way Did far in where I was like, um, we almost do. We go down to, like, we go down to, like, a couple blocks before Cold Spring on okay. York Road. 
Like we're pretty damn close. Damn, I'm about to get seasons tomorrow. We do Mount, we do Mount <laughs> I'll Washington meet you halfway. <laughs> yeah, dude. We um, we we definitely. I took a couple orders like pretty far in. I was like, what the fuck. Damn. But uh, yeah. I mean that's good though. I mean they're servicing as many people as they can, and they're doing it, man. And you're getting paid for it, so that's sick. It's all good. Yeah. So uh, other yeah, than so that, follow LFTS us on social podcast. media. LFTS podcast on everything at Eric Glazer Subscribe on to everything. The goddamn YouTube at Jimmy Seleski on everything. Yeah, sub to the YouTube. Check out our Facebook for more live streams like this every and Monday night, baby. Yeah, we're coming through the quarantine just like you guys are. Um, stay safe, uh, stay healthy, and uh, we'll catch you guys next. Stay week. humble. Peace. Peace.